Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What is up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Big stuff going on here at the moment in the studio. Uh, this whole corona thing uh, has made us, yeah, I guess really like think about the direction and some stuff going forward. So um, re basically like rewiring and rebuilding uh, all the internals of the studio. Um, Supercross is apparently coming back in May. Uh, we've got like a, yeah, so much stuff in the works uh, to really... I guess step everything up going forward so exciting exciting times but before we can get to any of that we have to listen to this epic chat with the man himself Sel Birdie. Uh, I first met Sel through Miles Mukey. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember but it was maybe about a year ago uh, Miles came on did an absolutely epic podcast with us and uh, then from that I guess just started a bit of a rela- relationship with those boys and um, Cell is Miles's business partner at Hype uh, and a couple of other businesses in combat as well. Um, and just Cell's just a dude that I instantly just kind of looked up to him for the way that he carries himself, his work ethic. Um, he's a really great family man. Uh, it was just a guy that instantly I was like, oh, I can really get down with this dude. Um, and really, I wanted to, to hear more about what he had to say. Um, so it was great to finally get him in to do the podcast, even though it was kind of weird times um, with, I guess it's like in the thick of this Corona stuff, um, but a really great chat. Definitely a guy that I'm going to get on the podcast again, for sure. Uh, before we get into this episode, though, I need to give a quick shout out to some of our sponsors. Um, first of all, a new one, you would have heard me talk about him at some point, but Macro Kitchen uh, is... A new, uh, it's like a, they do deliveries, they do, um, they've got a restaurant in Burley, obviously with everything that's going on, the restaurant uh, is, I guess, closed for dining, but they do have a meal delivery service for the Gold Coast, uh, but you can also pick it up in store, which is what I do. So super healthy meals, um, always fresh, never frozen. Uh, you can go on to their website, Macro Kitchen. 
Uh, order online, you can get it delivered to your door or you can go in and pick it up. Um, you can use the code GYPSYGANG10 uh, and that's going to get you 10% off your order. And this has been a, a real game changer for me. Uh, I'm living the full bachelor life at the moment. I'm not very handy in the kitchen, but I still want to eat healthy um, because I'm starting to get back into my training now. Um, it's just convenience, like whether it's lunch or dinner, uh, I can just pop these in the microwave. Really, really 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 nice food um i'm gonna post a few things on my instagram about it but yeah these guys have been been awesome um so gypsy gang 10 at macro kitchen um is going to get you 10% off your order. Uh, also need to give a shout out to the guys at Crick's Tweed who are still open and still slanging cars out the door. Um, they've just changed the way that they're doing business. They're doing contactless sales uh, and servicing. So basically you can still buy a car. You just go to crickstweed.com.au uh, or call them, ask for my man Kyle um, and they can bring you a car for a test drive so that you can sort of avoid any of the border stuff. Uh, and then if you need a service, they'll come pick your car up and drop it back. So um, these guys are really innovating around some of the restrictions that we have in place. But basically, it's business as usual for those guys. Um, and they are still giving the bike away. They're probably going to push it uh, back a little bit. So if you do want to win that KCM 450, that is still on the table. Um, also just got to give a shout out to the boys at CNBT Nutrition. Uh, it's the world's first sports nutrition brand, um, which is, I guess their range of products is developed for combat athletes. But in my mind, we're all combat athletes because we're fighting this, uh, we're fighting this thing called life. That's not easy to get through. So, um, again kind of goes hand in hand with the macro kitchen stuff i'm back into my training um so i'm trying to stay on top of my protein intake for recovery uh and then i'm also using um their octane while i'm training as well so uh you can go to their website cmbt nutrition and you can use the promo code gypsy gang uh to get yourself 10 percent off that as well Thanks very much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoy this show. It's a great show with a really great dude. Uh, thank you very much, Sel, for coming on. Yeah, yo. Sel Birdie, we're doing it, bro. We're on. I'm pretty excited, man. Like we were just saying, it's been a minute in the making and then miles would have been on probably about a year ago yeah man that was where i got introduced um introduced to the whole podcast that you were doing and everything like that had no idea how big it was and then he went on it and who joshy's been on it geordie yeah man it's um it's sick yeah there's been a couple of good ones well i've been yeah. excited to talk to you you're a dude that uh you're well for everybody listening you're miles's partner in hype group and combat and yep. macro kitchen and probably fucking 20 other things that you guys have got going on. Um, but yeah, since I met Miles and then we sort of started working together and then sponsoring the show, you're a dude that I kind of have always just enjoyed our chats and I knew that when we were going to do this, it was going to be good. Plus when I did your podcast, I really enjoyed it as well. So. Yeah, man, that was cool. That felt like the rookie being schooled where you came on and yeah, your podcast was sick and then I'd listen to other people on there. So it was... It was awesome. It was awesome getting to have you on. And obviously the network is it's sick, man. Everyone's getting tighter and tighter with everything we're doing. I know we're going through some shit now, but yeah, it's everyone's working together. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool that 
I mean, me and Josh talked about it in the podcast, but it's like there just seems like there's a little bit of a hub that's kind of being filled out and you guys are doing your thing in the the MMA world and then the media stuff and I feel like there's some really cool shit that's going on. Obviously, it feels like everything's, I don't know, like whether shit's on hold right now because of this or like if we were just saying if it's going to be like this this new world like I, i'm not sure that things can just go back to how they were yeah man it's it's hard to imagine things going back to how they were it's um man, people like genuinely like we were talking about are so on edge and, and i know that someone like you or me and probably people we hang around with and not that way inclined just naturally because of what we do and yeah. the people we hang around are similar so we're kind of just like know that shit gets hairy you buckle down you get through shit you'll come out the other side better there's always going to be a positive lining but generally a lot of people can't see past today which is terrifying and they're not being told apart from the media just filling them with more negative more negative more negative that i can understand how it's hard for them to view view it in any other light but man there is there is good that will come from this as as much as there's so much tragic shit that's going on there is good stuff that yeah you have to you have to think like that if not you're going to get consumed by all the negativity that's sitting around you at this stage i feel like for people that are listening and this is something i really 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 try to do in my life is whenever something negative happens to me i go okay what was the last like big negative thing that happened to me that i can remember yeah i just fucking stopped myself in my tracks and i'm like Oh, when I didn't get let into America. Yeah. That was like my last, like when I was just like, fuck, like everything yeah. just like shit hit the fan. One of those moments that just like stops you and rattles you. So much good shit coming out of that. Yeah, man. So it's what? like, if you get into that, like anytime something like this happens where you're like, oh, I lost my job because of this. You'd be like, all right, when was the last crazy shit that went down? what are the positives that come out of it and couldn't agree more it's so it's so true and i think when you looked at it like that and other people look at it when they think about that really bad negative thing that they can possibly think about they'd probably realize that from that something pretty fucking awesome happened yeah right off the right off the back of it it may have been a month it may have been six months but it led to something pretty amazing happening in their life because there was some adversity there and when you've, when you've got some adversity to deal with, generally the way humans are designed and if you if you do it the right way, you'll come out doing something pretty great at the end of it. So I just encourage everyone to hang in there whilst we, yeah. whilst we ride this shit out. Well, the, the thing is, is like if you have that attitude and you adopt that philosophy that oh, I try and adopt, what you end up doing is you end up living like each day with the intent that you're waiting for the thing to get better yeah so there's like it's very hard to be like if you really commit to that strategy it's very hard to um be consumed by negative things because you're like oh well yeah i mean that's a product of this good thing that will happen yeah it's like you just you have to really be able to look at the things and draw positives from them i guess so that maybe it's a thing where not everyone can do that because a lot of people aren't even aware of the positives that came out of situations for sure but if you can do that and then and the the opposite is true as well is if you look at it like it's negative 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 you just end up like 
the next day happens and you're negative and then the next day happens and then you're negative and then the next day happens. It's very hard to be like open to something positive happening yeah. when you're stuck in such like a tumultuous place. It is, man. It's And also, I guess the hard thing is we, we live in probably if not the best place in the world has to be up there mm-hmm. with one of the very best places in the world. So people running into shit situations is fairly rare. Like mm-hmm. you go outside today, it's 30 degrees, it's sunny. I drove past barely before people were still surfing, still on the beach. Like ultimately our version of what is negative is very different mm-hmm. to a lot of the rest of the world. And I encourage people to also think about that, that, this is probably the first time within Australian circles where there's been something that's just been so drastic that it's forced you to go inside. I've lived in places where staying inside was just a law. It's just like, there's curfew. You where go out Papua New Guinea. Yeah, I was going to say, is that up in PNG? Yeah, yeah, yeah in Ley. So I guess I'm fortunate, and people may think it's unfortunate that you have to live in places like that, but I'm fortunate that I have that... Point of per- reference. Yeah, that perspective of for my life between five till ten that was you go to school you get home you're behind a gate and then there's curfew that starts at six thirty. if you choose to go out outside of that it's not that you have a risk of getting a virus it's just you have a risk of getting killed it's not a mm. they're, they're very different extremes and i think when people realize that diseases and things so many countries are used to people dying from diseases every day mm. Africa, it's second nature that malaria will more than likely kill off some member of your family. Mm-hmm. It's killed off a member of my family. Like it's not really? a, yeah, it's not a, it's not to look at it as in a case of like poor Africa or anything, but it's just the reality of life mm-hmm. in a lot of places, not just Africa and Asia and in parts of Europe, it's everywhere. So we're just so fortunate that it comes as such a shock when Mm. something like this hits Australia because even when there was the stuff with SARS and all the other types of stuff we we were very isolated for it this is the first time in my life that I can remember where we've been we've been hit by something and even with that being hit what's our death rate at the moment as of today like I get that that's like kind of my next question is like how bad is it even like because and i don't know whether i'm just fucking ignorant for thinking it but it's like i don't see it being as bad as what like in terms of the like the cultural effect it's having like where i can see us changing and i should like i mean i said this to you before but disclaimer for people listen like i've tried to stay out of it as much as possible like my philosophy through this whole thing was it's probably going to be hard because of factors that are outside of my control. And I just want to only listen to like the government updates in terms of the laws and the shit that's changing and then how that can affect my life and my business. But outside of that, like I don't really want to know. Yeah. I feel like if it is this real crazy shit that I need to know and my mum will be like don't go outside and then everyone will be like okay it's really bad it's killing this many people but it's like for I guess I yeah I don't know whether I'm ignorant to think that the reaction from society seems worse than the actual uh, effects of of, a virus and I feel like my I guess my reasoning for that is that 
I have like zero trust in what the media would say. Yeah. And I think that like I could be totally wrong to the point where like, dude, you should really worry about this. This is blah, blah, blah. But I'm, am I wrong in sitting here and saying like, well, fuck, how was I supposed to know? Yeah. Because for the last whole life that I've lived, the media has been full of shit <laughs> and so much yeah. and like way more than not in recent times like it's worse than ever like this is almost like in my mind it's like the boy who cried wolf thing <laughs> i'm like, like i'm that. like you you guys are gonna have to fucking really prove it yeah. to me that i should stay inside and i should do this and i should do that because you fucks have just been lying yeah forever it's true man it's a catch i'm, I'm caught in like the biggest catch 22 because if it was me like if i was single living by myself no wife no kids no <laughs> yeah case in point yourself i'd probably be this mad vigilante fucking cruising around the cape at night doing all this stuff still training and all that but when um when it became i guess real in that aspect is like seeing like proper level of fear like instilled in my parents my wife my kids don't understand it like mm. my son understands that he's restricted from doing things because of a virus which is probably the hardest thing to explain to like a five-year-old because yeah. you can't even explain it to an adult I was gonna say, I'm barely fucking. <laughs> so it becomes it becomes this catch catch 22 that i understand the precautions that that are out there the hard thing is what the as you said about the media because they've filled everyone they've gassed everyone up for so long that people are naturally looking at it just going nah fuck you like how much well you get two extremes yeah you either get the people that are like bunkered fucking down (laughs) doomsday preppers buying toilet paper and then those people further fuel the people like me that are going fuck you guys so you know it's like a huge and and usually with that it's somewhere in the middle i was gonna say and that's and and i'm trying to be in the middle yeah and that's usually where i try to sit that can't be too far left and it can't be too far right but what i do know is there is real reason to be concerned for people in certain countries areas environmental factors because simply put i honestly believe this just like the flu and just like with most Mm. normal diseases everyone is going to get it i i sit there and say that to friends family misses and everyone and they like almost i can feel them like tighten up like what do you mean mm. because they almost think that's death like they in the way the media is portrayed mm-hmm. that it's like you get this you're dead it's almost like how it is but i'm like but now sit and look at the facts of what that means if you do get it you live in mm. australia the best healthcare system in the world probably we have x amount of cases but look at our mortality rate look at other places that have x amount of cases look at their mortality rate completely vastly different simply because um and you you know big mo obviously mm-hmm. like i look at people and admire people and chat with people that are actually front line talking about what's going on and when you chat with mo and people like that his thing is this is the process if someone has it they get checked into a hospital if they are fit and healthy, this is their process. If they're not, this is their process. The big rush on ventilators and everything like that is simply, if there's enough ventilators, you're going to be fine. Even elderly, like the elderly people that they're really mm. worried about. If you have a pre-existing, nasty, dire medical condition, 
you're probably going to die. But that would have happened anyway, mm-hmm. regardless whether, whether you got the flu or whether it was something else. Staff. Exactly. Whether, whether whatever the disease that it got you at that stage that you were already in that teetering type of period. Yeah, you're so susceptible to you, anything. You were going to get hit with something that was going to get you. It just so happens that this happens to be around right now, that that's another thing, unfortunately, yeah. that can get you. But generally speaking, that was going to be the nature of it anyhow. If you're fit, you're healthy, you've looked after your immune system for a long period of time, and you've done all the right things in the lead up, like I have tried to over the last 20-odd years, really try to look after myself as best as possible, I sit there with confidence going, yes, I probably will get it, but 100% I'm going to beat it. If, yeah. if, if I do get it, I'd like to think that 99.99% of people I hang around and I'm involved with do the same type of thing in terms of looking after their health and well-being. So rather than everyone going, you get it, you're done, it's like maybe use it to look at it as a time to this is the shock you probably needed to look after yourself. Yeah. Knowing that something can get you. If we, these same people, if they lived in, let's just call it Africa and they got malaria, they would get done by that. It's yeah, just so 100%. happens that malaria never made it here and our health system is obviously so good, but you drop that same person. It's the same reason why you have to get needles to go to all these African and Asian countries. Because it'll get you. It'll get you. So, yeah. Something else will get you. It's yeah. just so happened we've just added another thing to the plate of diseases but at this stage this is one that's now getting people everywhere yeah it's almost like a global it is it's a global pandemic and disease whereas a lot of things used to be isolated this is the first one and it's the one the media can grab hold of yeah what's a brand name dude like it's literally corona yeah like it's so fucking easy to sell yeah as well you know like uh, that's it yeah and i mean that's the thing you know the like you look at and again i just sound like one of those fucking dumb ignorant fucks <laughs> but it's like you look at how many people the flu does kill a yeah. year and who do they kill oh yeah. it's people that are susceptible it's people that are elderly yeah. it's but like my fucking grandma died last year yeah and she was old and she was in hospital yeah and then she fucking got basically like got the flu exactly and she fucking died yeah that's the shit has yeah, yeah, been yeah. happening and happen- yeah. and we've never got rid of the flu. Yeah. We've got a flu vaccine, but exactly. the flu, you still get the flu. Exactly. So it's like, it, I just wonder, like, why are we treating this one just this so crazy and, and the response that it's got? And it's almost like, I think the thing that's more shocking to me, like... I don't know, maybe my head's just around the fact that I could die of a disease one day. Yeah. Like, it doesn't scare me yeah. in that maybe I'm just not scared of that thing because I'm like, fucking people die all the time. Yeah. Like, I've seen people die. And you know you know what I mean? I've, but it's like this, it's just... I think it's more shocking to me the way that it's just, like, spread through culture. Yeah. And I've more... It's affected more people culturally than the disease has by... Yeah. Or the virus has by fucking so much more. Yeah. Like, Every single person is just like all in on like this, you know, cultural yeah. movement of coronavirus. And it, it literally is a meme right now. And that to me is what's really shocking. I think it's taken hold because this is the first time that usually money can buy people's way out of a lot of things and mm. your status or wherever you live and type of thing. This is the one that it can't, you can't escape it. Like they've looked at it and. You can be extremely poor. You can be extremely rich. You, the, if if you come into contact with someone, it's not like a thing where 
you can get around it. It's like you just happen to be wrong place, wrong time, or this got spread, or you happen to be on that cruise ship, or you were on that plane, yeah. or you were at that club where there is that level of like like the movie, that contagion where yeah. you can just get it and it won't discriminate. Whereas it felt like a lot of the other ones, it was like, oh, it's isolated here, it's isolated yeah. there. The, the rate of drama and issues and all that type of stuff, like mortality, also because the media has been able to, as you say, brand it and show graphs and infographics and this and all these different types of things that the media obviously led the drive to shut these things down one by one in terms yeah. of whether it's sports or whether it's entertainment or whatever it is. And no one's saying that they shouldn't have shut that. I'm definitely not a proponent that everyone should have carried on life the way it was before. But I am a proponent in also showing that what is actually really going on like opening the news every time with another two cases of people let's use australia yeah. of people died overnight or whatever maybe open the news with we have the least amount of deaths yeah anywhere in the world in yeah. in ratio compared to the amount of people that are getting it like give people something well the like, thing like even to go two people died overnight of coronavirus you could say 0.0000000001% of Australians yeah. last night were killed by coronavirus exactly. and people will be like so what no one yeah. like they, oh no it was two people yeah. oh how old were they were they sick exactly it's a way easier give, yeah. fucking conversation give, give to have. people some context yeah. because if, if you don't and this is what's happening right now that I'm trying my best to look at it is contextually look at everything and say how bad is it okay yeah. it's at this stage and this is what's happened but in the broad scope of it what does that mean for firstly look at my family look at my close friends and my circle that means that we're going to get through this it's not the apocalypse like everyone's mm -hmm. saying yes we are all going to lose money yes there are going to be struggles but if i look at that percentage for and again i'm only referring to my mm -hmm. close circle of people that i really care about because that's my community and who i hold dear to myself it means that we're going to be fine mm -hmm. And that means probably your other community, whoever may be listening to that, is going to be fine too. Because let's face it, your audience is probably around Australia somewhere, most likely. Mm. That for those that are in New York or something that are listening to this, completely different story. I understand that mm. it's moving at a rapid rate and all the different things that are happening. And yeah, your heart goes out to everyone that's in a worse position. But like every other virus or any other really bad situation when an earthquake hit x mm. they were in the wrong place wrong time too and they lost 400 people instantly like that yes well, the tsunamis in indonesia exactly like there's always something yeah this is just the one that has like affected everyone that's captured yeah. everyone and i understand that it's like petrifying for particularly the western world to go a disease can kill me. Mm. There's never, there hasn't been that since Spanish, Spanish, Spanish flu and, 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 and that type of stuff. So it, it is, I'm not dismissing it to say that you shouldn't be concerned about it, but try outside of the media. When the media puts something out there 
and I only, like I said, I only listen to it once on a Sunday at 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. and then I turn it off because yeah. I just need to know what's happening but I don't need to be fueled yeah. daily by all this. I just find out what I need to know and then from there I'll do my own research to make sure that it's in line with yeah. they've said this, 20 people have died in Australia, how many people have got it? And most of them come from that cruise ship anyway, right? Massive amount, man. Like... And who goes on fucking cruise ships? <laughs> Old times. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? No. Neither. <laughs> who did a fucking bit? I think Bill Burr did like a comedy it, bit. It would have been Bill Where he goes yeah. like, if we want to do like a, a population cleansing, yeah, just it was like Burr. sell tickets to a yeah. fucking cruise ship and then put them out it's at exactly, sea and yeah. then fucking kill them all <laughs> and then just keep filling up with whoever the fuck wants to go on cruises. Because like, they're the fucking kind of people that yeah, are going to get coronavirus. It's, it was, bro. It was that black and white one that was on Netflix. Fucking that, funny yeah, shit, That was funny. But, man, if you want to do yourself a favor during this period, I've never been heavier on comedians' podcasts because they put shit in such, such good, good perspective. perspective. Yeah. The best one that I can easily recommend over every other one that I've been sharing with people is Joey Diaz's Church of What's Happening Now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like kind of wigged out by the corona thing though. he he is kind of wigged out by it because he's just old nuts, he's fat. old and yeah. germaphobe and everything like that but his opening lines every monday in regards to the corona thing is there's also the shift of people's mentality going hold on we're in this cross-section where it means that i don't have to work mm. and the government will still pay me x and i'm i've always been kind of 50 50 about my job and mm. what i'm doing Oh, I'm just going to take the option of waiting for my check to come in the mail and they've told me it's going to be six months. There's no legislation that said that or whatever, but they'll choose to take the easy option mm -hmm. rather than take the option of there's jobs out there, man. Bro, this is like <laughs> one of the things that really like, I was having conversations with people and like one person in particular that was like, They've got very simple jobs. And yeah. I don't have many people that I hang out with that have, like, simple jobs. Yeah. And it was just, like, a kind of deal. And that's like, oh, you know, I think we just need to do this two-week shutdown. I'm like, you don't know what that means. Yeah. Don't say that. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you know about yeah. a two-week shutdown? You don't know what that's going to do to your economy. Yeah. You don't know what that's going to do to the global economy. You don't know what that's going to do to, like, your job going forward. If you fucking want this, yeah. you're fucking retarded. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, it's crazy to do the shutdown, but to the fact that people want to take time yeah. off their job, fuck you. <laughs> like, it's you don't want to be that person. Yeah. You want to be working as long as you can. Yeah. And there's even people that have, like, the um, next door to where I get my hair uh, cut. I normally, like, my barber, Todd... I'll go get a coffee yeah. and then I'll sit in his chair and I'll drink a coffee the whole time basically. Yeah. And they'd fucking closed. And I was like, why did they close? The guy, I ended up just going kind of next yeah. corner. And then he's like, yeah, man, she just said that like she was going to sack everyone and just close and then just like do a deal with her landlord and like get money from the government. I'm like, so crazy, there's man. nothing that says that yeah. she's going to get anything. Yeah. Like just if you have to let people go, let them go and just make yeah. coffees by yourself. It's it's, and then figure out something with your landlord. At least you've stayed open. Yeah. I've still been paying my fucking rent, yeah. mortgages and shit. Like, man, uh, did, that attitude scares me. Oh man, I, I was like, because 
having businesses, I was like, this is a massive, massive you guys 50. Have staff. Yeah, it's like a massive, massive 50 50 where you instantly saw it. It was like 50% of people are like, man, what's going to happen tomorrow? I really need to buckle down and work hard here. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for my job. And I'm in a, and for those you thank, but then there's the other 50 that are just like, ooh, how different is that from me just sitting at home doing nothing and playing the, oh, yeah. It's You're not safe. There like this. Yeah, waiting, waiting with your hands out. Type I don't of thing. ever want to be on my knees. Like oh that. man, Fuck that. it's a it's a crazy, crazy situation, and that's like when Joey Diaz said, "If your <laughs> his comment is in relation to the American system, it's probably easy to get money from the government in Australia." But he was just like, "Man, if you're sitting there waiting for a government check, you have better chance of getting raped." by nine Chinese people that have the virus that you do of getting the check. He was just going off, just yeah. going, get back to work, do what you can. No one's saying stop. They're saying be cautious. They're saying be careful. Do your best within the environment that you're given. All the stuff you're saying is like the government said, do this, do that. I do wish the government was more black and white mm. within when people were saying to me do you want a lockdown do you want a this I said I just want a clean decision because yeah. I can always live with a decision yeah. right or wrong so when this is all like all hairy and they're saying we are going to shut down we're not going to shut down you can go to your barber but you can't go to your mate's wedding you can do this but you can't do that I was just going this is not good for anyone yeah. because you're leaving people to their own devices to just go oh I'll do this but I won't go to work but I'll tell yeah. my bo- I'll tell my boss to fuck off because I don't have to go to work but I do have a job and he has to pay me but I can do him for unfair dismissal because I haven't like it was all yeah. so so hectic and weird but my whole thing is if you can provide to yourself, to your family, to your community, and be of service to everyone. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, why would you take the option to go? Someone has to pay for this. Like, yeah. Like I was saying with when we were chatting before we got in here, and we were talking about it. I was never worried about me when all those announcements were made. I was worried about my kids. Yeah. Just going. Man, we're already at thirty percent tax rate. If you're lucky, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people fall into the forty percent, and then and then upwards from there. What's it going to be like for our kids when they just throw out a thing of going? Well, there's a trillion dollars that's available, and you don't have a job. You got sacked. Go here, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. A lot of these people could either swallow their pride or whatever it is, and go, man. I can do stack shelves at Woolies. Mm-hmm. I can go and do this other job that may not be as good as what I was on that was really cushy, but it'll tie me over until this period of time that would prevent that. People's natural mentality right now here, I feel, what's the scary part is swaying towards the opposite. Mm-hmm. Swaying towards, well, I said, if I don't have this, I can go and get $1,500. So eh, why don't I just go and get $1,500? Fortunately for me, the people I hang around with, 99% of them are the other way, where they're just like, man, fuck that. Let's mm. let's keep working. Let's find opportunities. Let's keep doing our best for, for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? If you can, because there are genuinely people that really can't work. Yeah. Like, for them, you, you 100% you it makes sense. Exactly. You want, the, you want even more for the people that genuinely cannot do anything because... 
that's all they can do and the government has forced complete closure upon their livelihood and income. I get that. Mm. But for other people that have a way around it, like, why wouldn't you? I just don't understand. I've never, I will, I will never for the life of me understand why you would take the option of going, ah, fuck it. Mm. Like, I can keep doing something but I'll choose to do nothing to get paid. It just, fuck, I would squirm every time I receive that check or I don't even know how do you get it do they deposit into your bank account the thing that really fucking frustrates me is that like people have this idea and it's probably because we were born into a good society I'm I was you come from a different place than I do no man I'll be honest with you I was born in Melbourne um my parents weren't my dad was literally first generation from Ghana came here with 30 bucks and some clothes and he made it happen, like mm. through fucking pure grit, hard work, perseverance and everything. But I never missed a meal. Like, sure, I didn't have much money as a kid or anything like that. And I had hand-me-downs from Salvis. That's a good living, mm. to be honest. Like, I was born into Australia, so I never... People often say, oh, it must have been hard for you growing up. It definitely wasn't. I'd say, though, that the path you would have had, objectively speaking, would have been more difficult for somebody that is the like son of an immigrant you know what i mean like it's Possibly. A, it is a different time then you lived away like you experienced like yeah different things living away for sure for sure the experiences were different and for sure the how you grow up is different i definitely don't refer to it as being harder just probably you have a different view yeah. on on how things operate and your that speaks to your personality too yeah, you could have true. the same person that would have gone through the exact same experiences that would complain about how hard it was. True. So yeah. I guess it's a perspective. Yeah, thing. it is a perspective. But thing. I mean, in in terms of like, I I don't have a idea past what people tell me of like how hard it was to build the culture and society that I was born into. Yeah. You know, and it, it is similar for you as well. Like we're all only restricted to our lifetime of like we know what we we're born into. Yeah. But it's like we have a fucking great country like we do have one of the best countries in the world it is one of the best to live in we've got like all the fucking boxes like we're in the top five for pretty much everything that is positive for sure and it's like we've got that because people worked fucking hard yeah like really 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 hard and like they worked hard through wars they worked hard through depressions they worked hard they had to yeah they had to do that and it's like that's why we get to this point in society where it's like we have a good, strong, stable society that cares for people. But then something like this happens and it worried me to just see the amount of people that had that attitude. I'm like, hey guys, you're all signing up for the end of a good society. Yeah. Like you're signing up for a fucking shit society now. If that's if this it's is true. the way that you want to go, you are crippling us. Yeah. Like you're taking our society out at the fucking knees that's the long and the short of it because after the war in the great depression people had to fucking go to work and do shit jobs for fuck all money that they didn't want to do and then they had to rebuild society and like you look at China China's probably the economic powerhouse of the world right now they have been the world's fucking shitting ground (laughs) for like a century maybe more and then it's like they, their people have just eaten the shit yeah. and they've done the fucking work they've built all of our clothes they've built our fucking shoes true. they've done everything and now off the back of that hard work their society 
is in a fucking super strong position. That's true. And it's like, I'm just worried for like our culture as a whole, Uh, the way that people can be so quick to just go like spit the fucking dummy, drop the heat. And I'm just like, I look at it. I'm like, man, we have to contribute. Like there is no easy way out of this situation. And like that money from the government, it's like, that's your money. Right. That's your money. And there's a part of me that goes, oh, I want to fucking take that money because I, I've never got anything back from yeah. the government in, except for, I guess, the basic services that everyone does. But yeah. I've never got money from the government. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, that'd be nice. Yeah. But it's not my money. It's yeah. everybody else's exactly, money. Exactly, man. It's crazy. It's also it's like one of those weird things where you're almost like putting in fight analogy like you're just not answering the bell like it's just like Mm. you're in this fight whichever way anyone wants to look at it like life is a fight to a certain extent some some parts of it are easy some parts of it are hard but as soon as it got hard society's just gone parts of society have gone I'm just not going to answer the bell. Like mm. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and we'll just see, we'll just see what happens from here. Like it's, it's such an easy thing to get trapped in. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that's so frightening is like you could imagine around Australia, everyone sitting at their TV on Sunday, just like call it 20 million people. I know that it's mainly adults watching TV or whatever, and just looking at this. And I was just thinking about how connected all of us are via the internet and everything and just like picturing all these brains listening to him say $1,500 a fortnight. And, and, I would, just, everyone. And, and I was just thinking of all the parts of all around Australia, everyone just going, like some people cheering, some people going, we are so fucked right now. Some people yeah. going, wow, like literally, literally like signing their resignation letter for work, like all these mixed signals of like what people would be feeling and when you really really think about it how many people would have thought of that as a negative when you when you think of it like there's not too many people that and and that's scary that's when that's when i was like i sat down and i thought to myself how many other people are going to think that this isn't the smartest decision and again like i was saying before at least it was definitive. They yeah. haven't written the legislation. I know that's Wednesday, but at least it was definitive that this is what's going to happen. Like I said, I can live with any decision as long as it's made mm. and it's law and then everyone can move forward for it. So now I know that's what it is, but I was like, is that the right decision? A lot of me was saying probably not, but we'll live with it because that's mm. the way it's going to be. But if there's a way to foster people to understand that, like what you were referring to, we can't possibly think that that is going to pull us out of a hole. Mm. The only thing that, that puts will, us in a hole. Yeah, literally the, does. The only thing that will ever get anyone, I don't care what you're doing, I don't care what position you're in, to get out of a hole is to fight. Hard work. There, there's, just, there's just yeah. no no other way than to go, fuck, I've got to find some dog in me and I've got to find a way to fight my way out of this. It, it, it doesn't matter what the application is. It can be corona it could be struggling to get through an exam it could be anything like whatever it is the only way you'll get out of a shitty sticky situation is to find a way to fight out of it yeah and my big concern about this whole thing was that's virtually like waving a white flag within the fight to say the fight's over we surrender we're going to print this money that's going to cause the dollar to do we know what it's going to do it's already where it is and 
we'll work it out later. Like we'll, we'll resign now, but we'll work this out once this virus is all over. I'm Which not saying, it never will be because well, it's a fucking, like yeah, what yeah. virus have we ever got rid of completely? It's, so with with that in mind, I'm hoping, and man, with that said, they've always done it in stages. So there may be another stage now that they've sat down and thought about it, they will implement things within this legislation yeah. that says, rewards the people that said, if you continued to work through this period and provided X for employees or provided X for your boss, or you've been shown to work for X period of time and have never taken off the government, as you've said, or have never done these things and never been a drain of society, we're going to reward you with X. Yeah. That will stimulate people to go, fuck, this hard work does Does pay pay off. off. Yeah. It's hard for people. I can understand why it'd be hard for people to go, does it pay off? Because mm. someone, a kid, could be sitting there going, I've been grafting, got out of uni, I've been grafting, or I've got a trade and doing all this, and I'm still an apprentice. I was going to say, that. that's kind of where the attitude comes yeah, from. There's exactly. like, you get that, in the same way that I have like that distrust of the media, you do also have it of the government. Right. And the it's sort of like, it's, fuck, it's so deep and so layered on so right. many different levels, but it's like, you have that disdain for the government because, you know, they sort of just don't seem to give a fuck or you don't see the the fruits of what you sort of pay for when it comes yeah. to where your money goes or whatever. and Or you're that guy that you just described and you don't really have much of like a feeling of trust to, yeah. towards the, the government. And I think that going back to like that no definitive answer, I kind of like... I kind of respected Scott Morrison in a way for not just pulling the trigger and he got a lot of flack for being behind but at least to me I was like because the problem is is like and even Donald Trump in some of the tweets that I have seen from him is about like he's talking about the election it's like fuck the election yeah sorry like you could literally (laughs) like you could call it off and say we're just not going to do it we're going to keep the same government until we get through this and we're just going to try and work together that's like the boss move but he's still thinking about that because he's a fucking president and he wants to stay the president I can at least respect Scott Morrison for not like healing to public pressure because the public pressure was coming from that the half or however many percent it is that does want to fucking give up because you can't as a leader of a society even if it's a vocal majority that does want to give up and just does want to fucking check and then we'll figure it out later. The sign of a good leader is a dude that doesn't want to bow to that. And I think some of the stuff that he was doing was just like, I just want to appease these fuckwits and try and figure out the real thing, you know? But you're right. The problem with that is then it leaves this weird confusion and it doesn't give... It's sort of like a leadership in one sense of the word, but not in another. And the true leadership would have been to come out and say, look, I know you all want these decisions yeah. made quickly. We exactly, cannot man. make these decisions if, quickly. These are the guidelines. Yeah. We're not making a decision until this date. Or, my, you know? my big thing also with that was like, no one views Australia as Queensland, New South Wales, WA, NT. Mm. No one's sitting there just going, oh, we're all... The, it's not like, this, like yeah. America or Africa yeah. or Asia where everyone's like, 
Oh, this is a, yeah, this and, yeah. Th- this is a different country with a different law yeah. and legislation. I understand it's treated as such, like yes. the states make their laws and people aren't driving over the border of New South Wales going, well, I'm in Tweed now, like everything's different. everything's different. We're doing all these things now. And what do you mean I can't do this? Like yeah. there was just too much of like, well, we're meeting with the cabinet and then this state's, agree, decide, this state's deciding this and Victoria's doing this. When people heard Victoria were like, man, we're shutting schools. Everyone's like, Victoria's shutting schools. What do you mean? Like, when has there ever been a situation in Australia where it's like one state's doing this and one state's doing that? The only time that happens is daylight savings. Mm-hmm. People talk about daylight savings and the fucking it's, nightmare yeah, that yeah. that is. But apart from that, yeah. we're one country. We don't we don't operate. Yeah. And I, I understand the law and all that type of stuff. But if you came out from the start and you said, "Hey, this is how it's operating as a country." When he came out straight away and said, well, this, this state wants to do this and that state wants to do that, I was like, oh, you fucking lost me, man. Yeah. This, this, is, this, is, this is not good. Even if that is the law, like come out and say we're a united yeah. country. All the states are working together to come with one definitive answer. Yeah. Not, yep, New South Wales has more cases, so uh, New South Wales are going to do this, but WA doesn't have any, so they're not going to do that. And... Who knows what Tasmania is doing, but Queensland, you can do this. Like it was just too much around the aspect of no one had could look at someone and go definitive leader. Most yeah. people were listening to the Victoria PM, yeah. just like taking lead of that. I remember Jen, my wife, was like, "Yep, yeah, school's off." Like, and I was like, "I didn't hear that," and she's like, "Yeah." And then I was like looking, and they're like, "Victoria closes schools." And I was like, "Okay," but that's not the government calling it. And she's like, "Isn't it?" It's the same thing to me, like in yeah. like it, it, which I could understand because yeah, because we're just not used to that. Exactly, shit. you're just being governed by what the media says. So the media comes out and goes, th- they lead with schools are closed. Mm. Str- first thing they'll lead with because it'll grab the most amount of attention. Yeah. So that's what everyone jumped towards. And then you're like Victoria, and then it's like the subtext Victoria yeah. PM closes this. I was like. Where is this all coming from? Like, you realise too that there really isn't much leadership, <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Like there really isn't like, because I lived in America through Obama and then I was there with uh, like all through the Trump election yeah. as well. So that was like my time yeah. period of eight years was pretty much all of Obama's presidency, presidency yeah. and then the last year and a half was the Trump thing. Yeah. So, but like I felt like when I was there, Obama was like the leader yeah. of that country, and when I when I was I never got that invested in the politics yeah. of it, but I was captivated by him as a leader yeah. in terms of a, a a man that would talk to a nation and essentially talk to the world. But it's like that's fucking gone. Right. Like the next dude for me that's like him is Putin. <laughs> essentially gang, in terms of like a, a like a leader, yeah. where I'm like he's like the fucking boss of that place. Like yeah. we don't have that shit here, yeah. and it's but why? Like it's, I don't understand. Man, that. man, I honestly believe that personality plays such a massive, Fuck massive yes, pa- part of it. Of course it does, man. Look at the New Zealand PM Jacinda. Like man, I look at her and just go, man, this chick is a legit boss. Really? Like she, man, every move she makes, I'm just like. I would sit at a table. I would want to go to dinner with her. I would mm. want to hear her thoughts. I was on, like that with Obama. Yeah, I would want to Love hear her bit. her thoughts on everything because, man, in terms of anyone that's led this thing top to bottom, it's her. Mm. It's like she will give 
her country notice. She's like, if you're a New Zealand citizen and you're living overseas, you've got nine days to get back into this country before that's it. They're like, nine days? Like, that's it? She's like, on this day, at this time, I will do this. She does it. I will explain my rationale via Facebook Live, just like her sitting on her couch at home, answering millions of questions as they come through. Really? Be, man, honestly, I listen to their stuff more than I listen to our stuff. That's pretty cool. Like, it's made me think, fuck, oh, maybe I should go to New Zealand. But <laughs> she'll be sitting on her couch just going, yep, blah, 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 this is it. But then she'll instantly go, hold on a second, I was wrong about that. Like, she'll pull herself mm. up and go, I said this, like, about 30 minutes ago, and turns out I was wrong. I've just been told by someone else in this chat, it actually is right, and this person just corrected me. Like, mm. owns up to the mistakes, leads from the front foot. Can New Zealand hasn't even implemented crazy strict laws, but everyone respects her so much mm. that they're just doing as she's doing like she's just leading by example mm. like and everyone's following suit like she is an absolute by far and away how she handled the shootings over there I was there. gonna say I, I remember yeah. her from that and I thought that she did a pretty good job of that she did a good man time and time again she proves herself she did a good, great job with the earthquakes with, with everything I, I can honestly say out of any leader that I've seen I think she shows the best way to do it because She's a real person. Her thing today, because like I'm actually following her, her thing today was about people talking about how Easter is going to be ruined for kids mm. because like kids are literally going to lose an Easter, which is sad, but it's just the nature of the world that you're not going to be going around running to your neighbor's house. Am I a cunt for thinking that I just tell my kids to just not give a fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a, you're not because... Because that's what I'd be like. If yeah. I kids, I'd be like, hey guys, this yeah. year shit's fucking weird. It's right? a, We're not doing it the same as we used to do it. Yeah. Next year I'll make it up to you. Well, Easter's probably the easiest one because you can isolate them to say we're doing an Easter egg hunt at home. Mm. Like run around here. You can still go to the store and get your chocolates. Like you, yeah. you, you can still... You can still I bought manage, Easter eggs the other day. Yeah. You can still manage to pull it together. But it, it, it's harder in the sense of most people may have had a vacation yeah, plan that they do shit, yeah. that's obviously but again, it's like perspective Who exactly gives a fuck? no one no one should care the way she describes it is basically like they were like talking about the tooth fairy and the easter egg and all this for kids and like kids were asking the questions so you can imagine like uh, kid, weird position for her to be kid, in kids don't give a fuck about the virus they want to know where the easter eggs, bunny yeah, is and yeah. stuff and then she's just like oh you'd be happy to know that it's a the Easter bunny is an essential worker. So mm. if you do this and this, like she answered it like on the spot questions. Like if you do this and this, you can still have your Easter egg hunt at home and like you won't be near anyone and you're still practicing all this social distancing. Man, kids were fucking wrapped. Mm. <laughs> like that you're still like, oh, there's still the Easter eggs. Like another person like PM wouldn't be able to relate mm. to a kid the same way they'd be able to relate to an elderly person. Just treat the question with the same respect. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's not like dismissing yeah. what like everyone knows the Easter money's not real, but she yeah. took the time <laughs> to address it properly yeah. because man, kids like they need to be kids too. That's yeah. the hardest thing that I've found through this whole process, to be honest, is yeah. restricting your kids. Yeah, seeing like Ellis and Kingston not being able to play with their best friends. Mm. And man, like their friends will come around, leave a letterbox in their house, in our house, and then he'll read the letter and then he'll write something and, mm. and my wife and him will go drop it um, off when... But 
like they just look at each other from the window like kind of thing it's that part like can break your heart like mm. seeing kids not get to be kids that yeah. that that's one thing that i'll admit is is rough yeah. through through the process but everything else for the most part has been has been fine like the, the um the thing too that like i always kind of got the unrest with america because of just purely how many people are there and like how different True. how different that right. place is state by state like fuck man it's crazy to think that like i could say pretty comfortably that you could separate like california into like a different country yeah. and then literally you could have north california and south california because they're fucking so different yeah and like people that maybe people know maybe people don't know but like life in one state one state of america that's like a tenth the size of queensland yeah. maybe maybe more but it's like it's so different mm. they can't relate to each other people that live in san francisco are a world away from the people that live in los angeles in terms of lifestyle in terms of like uh you know social memetics like yeah. everything about that place is different and then you go to arkansas they don't there's zero like zero relatability yeah. then you go to texas that's its own motherfucking yeah. place then you go to new york like that country is so like culturally diverse yeah. maybe one of the most culturally diverse places on the planet like yeah. i don't even think that traveling from let's say bali to thailand yeah i think there is more cultural similarity between bali and yeah. thailand than texas and california probably it's fair. fucking hectic yeah. and i'm and i i really think that unless you've like really experienced the culture yeah like really traveled through america you couldn't really understand that yeah so in my head i'm was always like accepting that that's a place that's never gonna be very peaceful yeah. or very like cohesive yeah and i could see them even separating it but I always said too that if you separated the states of America into countries, it would be at war constantly. Yeah. It'd literally be the fucking Middle East. Like it's hectic. Makes sense. But Australia, and this is one of the things that made me think about it when you were talking about the New Zealand Prime Minister. There's fucking no one here. Yeah. There is no one here. Yeah. Fuck all. Surely one person could put their fucking hand up and like lead this small amount yeah. of people. Because we got the same landmass as America yeah. with literally less than 10% of the population. Yeah. How fucking hard could that be? And I mean, that's a rhetorical, like hyperbolic yeah. question, obviously. But in my head, it's like, it makes sense that there could be someone that could speak to 22 million people yeah. and get a feeling between those 22 million people that this male or female yeah. has our best interests at heart exactly, and yeah. is going to be a leader. But like fuck bro I, I haven't had that feeling for yeah. forever like John Howard was probably the last dude where probably, you were like man. he was kind of the boss yeah. he was the boss it's like a hard thing because I honestly believe it really comes down to people's level of respect through mm. everything will generally come down to if people people respect the shit out of the New Zealand Prime Minister so they do as they mm -hmm. do as they're told like at the end of the day if you have lost respect at some stage, I don't think it's something you can win back. Well, I don't think that they, like, the problem with the system right now in my eyes is, like, no one's done anything to gain my respect. That's like, true. Like, you can't yeah. lose my respect if you never had it. Yeah. Like, have you ever had respect for Scott Morrison? 
No, but the reason why that the respect I feel has been lost through this whole like political system was it's all come about from every single PM has come about from backstabbing the one prior exactly. to. We haven't. I, We've I got to stop that yeah, shit. We haven't seen a clear cut run for think back to when like yeah, like literally John like, Howard I, yeah exactly or Kevin Rudd kind of so, he so he got there through uh, yeah, yeah like so th- that was weird as it was and then there was like Rudd Gil- like it was just Gillard then the next backstabbing then Abbott and then it was like and since that like you said like the John Howard period even us like the biggest taxing in our generation that happened was like the GST Everyone sucked it up because AS went rightfully or wrongly, whether you agreed with it or whether you're liberal, labor or whatever, everyone just went, We're doing this because for a reason. Yeah. Fuck the tax is gonna hurt. And the taxes that came through his era were huge. Payroll tax and all that type of stuff. But yeah. People stomached it because at the end of the day I still think he held the respect of the people. Yeah, hundred percent. Since that period, I can't remember. I just can't really think of yeah, yeah when but that's what and, and that's like part of the problem for me is like who the fuck is Scott Morrison to me huh. before you get this like wishy-washy backstabbing revolving yeah. door of pol- that cunt is no one to yeah. me like he literally could could have bumped into him in the street huh. never fucking known who he was next day he's the fucking prime minister of yeah. Australia that's a fucked up system it is yeah. like who in Russia would not know who Vladimir Putin is yeah. I mean, another thing that I always thought about through that process was, and I don't know whether for, maybe I was more into politics back then, but you heard of John Howard's story, like how he came up. Exactly. You also heard of like Paul Keating's story of like yeah. how he came up. There's like social media now and everything. So we should theoretically know a lot more about these people's stories on like, you would respect Morrison if I maybe if I knew his yeah. story at the moment I don't but yeah. if he was like this guy that grafted and grafted and grafted and did all this stuff and did all this good and then worked here and did this and you could tell he had the best interest of yeah. the people here and he had done this and he had done this and then because you've built or understood his story from day dot yeah. to now you're like that is the right person to lead this country yeah. like you said it was kind of just like here's this guy and we're like, oh, <laughs> where, where did this all? Where did this all actually transpire from? Yeah, we know that there was another like coup that was happening, and there was all this infighting, and we're like, here we go again, and then here we go again, and it's just happened so many times that yeah. I don't envy him being in that position, but he is in that position. So, but then the burden of proof's on him, right? Barely. Like, yeah. fucking show me something. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do yeah. something. That's like the um. The fucking UK Prime Minister. What's that dude's name? Oh, um... He is a fucking goose. <laughs> like, an absolute Man, he's in intensive care now. Yeah, he's got the fucking... Yeah, too, he, right? he's, like, legit in intensive care from it. Fuck, can you imagine the headlines of that? Oh, man. I actually saw that, and I was like, if, like you said, yeah. if a PM or a leader of a country dies from it, Holy shit, that'd be nuts. Fucking hectic, eh? That'd be... That'd be... I mean, then I guess, like, my whole thing about it being a flu would make me look like a fuckwit because when was the last time a world leader died of a flu? True. You know? So, like, there is something to it. And to sit and say that there isn't is naive. But I'm more trying to just be, I guess, like, 
aware of like the social situation yeah and is the social reaction and the way that this is like spreading through culture like because i'm watching that more than the news because yeah. it's more interesting to me to be honest yeah like even the way that we're talking about the home workout thing like i've never seen anything spread as fast as that fucking home workout thing man like one day of social media completely dominated by it and then the next day it's the next thing and then the fate the the thing today like you can literally watch day by day these new things happening yeah the last two days is uh instagram lives where people just start engaging with people randomly on facetime lives uh on instagram lives and it's like i just don't remember anything that's just like spread through culture so quickly and Probably we doesn't. and we also you know what's fucked up to say we also saw it with the bushfires okay. the bushfires took me back at the start of this year for that same reason i was like how fucking quick is this spreading through our culture right. like this is spreading quicker than the fires you have every single fucking sportsman donated something yeah. every single celebrity as soon as one person started doing it there's just like this insane like social proof yeah and as soon as a concept has any form of social proof there is like this weird urge from people to they have to do it yeah. it's like a compulsion and it's like i just don't remember a time seeing people feeling so compelled to like have their input into you know like whatever's culturally happening yeah. at the moment it is crazy man 2020 will forever be known as probably the craziest year well, we don't know that yet though yeah it could for, be could be 2021 yeah. fucked up for, like for, as of now as of now yeah, right. it, because it's like being we're only in april and those bushfires ran hot for a obviously a really long period that captivated the world mm. but how funny is it that not one person remembers it now no and there are people like think about like when you're always struggling to think about what your situation is like people got hit by the bushfires yeah, then, got, then got hit by this on top of that so they lost their house or livelihood or whatever it was already and then they got hit by this as well and they're like staying indoors and like i don't even have a house they're probably at the point where they're just like i really don't give a fuck like mm. they're probably sitting there just going i'm gonna do what i need to do at this stage like they'd be the last people really complaining they just be like i need to it's just pure survival exactly i need to do whatever i need to do to stay alive at, mm. the, at this stage so they're probably living in a real primal zone which that that is where you look at someone and go they need assistance mm. if we could take all the bundles of 750 per week or 1500 and give it to like surely there has to be an allocation system <laughs> where well, you that's kind like, of what's uh, fucked up about yeah. the government in general i reckon yeah. is that it's like like my biggest thing my biggest fucking i could talk about it for years yeah. but my whole thing is like i want i want to live in my ultimate society that i want to live in is like a good fucking leader like yeah. a dude that's the leader that all he's sort of doing is like mediating with like a cabinet of other super fucking smart yeah. people that are like the leaders in their field under which kind of categories follow yeah so but i want to live in a world where we have like a fucking app and there's like this page on the app where it's like this is national issues this is state issues this is local issues you can only vote on a local issue 
if you're within X amount of kilometers of the of the actual fucking postcode that that area affects, right? Yeah. And then the state issue, you've either got to live in the state or live on a border within X amount of that state. And then there's national issues which everyone can vote on. And then essentially what would happen is every day you can choose to log on, you can choose not to log on. Yeah. You don't have to do shit. But if you want to vote on something, there's a package of like, there's a reading material that comes with it that has been put together with like a for and against. And then there could be fucking YouTubers that will go one side or the other. Yeah. Like it's on you to do the research. Yeah. Before you can vote, you've got to answer a multiple choice based on the reading material. If you pass that with signs that you've read the material for the bill and against the bill, if you pass that, and it's not intensive, like you've got to fucking study it, yeah. but it's like, you've got to have it. You've got to have read it at least to yeah, know yeah. what the fuck is in there. <laughs> and then you get through and you go, yes or no. Yeah. That's the fucking system. Yeah. And then you've got a, then you've got a tax allocation thing. So every year that you do your taxes, you've got a minimum amount of tax that is required to go towards education, roads, blah, blah, blah. Everybody has a minimum required percentage that will get split up by the government. Yeah. And then the surplus that's on top of that tax, you get to then allocate onto the other things that are relative to your community. You can do it on a local level, you can do it on a national level, and you can do it on a state level. Does it sound like it's that fucking impossible of a thing to do? Man. It's like it takes it because like the gay marriage thing. That was sort of this is one air, like thing where me and my dad were having like these heated debates yeah. about it. And I'm like, don't vote on it then. Yeah. Like if you don't give a fuck, like don't, yeah. you know, or you don't want to do the research because his thing is like, he was just like, yeah, I'm voting against it straight away. Yeah. I'm like, what's your reason? Oh, because of this. I was like, well, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> like, why is that a good yeah. enough reason? Like I said, so like that yeah. to me, like I don't want somebody that's in society that doesn't want to do the work, doesn't want to read the materials, doesn't want to say like, oh, so if you're so I'm fucking throwing right. my dad on the bus here. <laughs> but it's like if you if you don't see that two fucking dudes that have sex should be allowed to get married or like live together and have a fucking life together yeah. but he can't be his next of kin when he goes in for a fucking lung transplant that to me is fucked up yeah. like I don't fuck the social side yeah. of it you know so it's like to me I'm like I want people voting on things that they know about that they read about that they care about that affects them because these we just get given these fucking like blanket forms vote for this one person yeah. fuck that i don't know that person <laughs> why should they have power over me and like the issues that i care yeah. about and it's like not every we all have to have jobs we all have to right. we can't all just be politicians and the time of like the system started where it's like you elect a representative because I lived in Cairns. Yeah. I, fucking, cover that area. I grew up in Cairns and then that dude would get on his fucking horse and carriage and he'd ride down to Canberra with okay. all of the messages and all of the hopes of his region and then he'd go down to Canberra and he'd say, well, in North Queensland, we've got these issues and we need stronger, uh, we need stronger backing for cane farmers yeah. and then the cotton farmers got... You know, like we we had to have yeah. that. We fucking don't now. Yeah. I can literally tell if Scott Morrison texts me right now and said, uh, "Hey man, uh, just we're doing this gay marriage thing. Um, how do you where, how do you feel?" Yeah. I'd go, "I'm for gay marriage." That can That's, happen. Yeah. Like he's never gonna do that. Yeah. I'm never gonna get a text <laughs> from Scott Morrison saying maybe, that. Maybe man. But that's a fucking thing that he could do, and yeah. that could go towards it. So in my head, like 
why the fuck are we not pushing for a society? How much pressure would that take off the system? And then it's like, then let's go build out a fucking government that is around just like facilitating the constantly working to improve these laws you'd get groups of people like when it came to internet laws for example and like internet privacy internet this internet that whatever i'd be all over it yeah like my job is the internet i work in the internet world of course and then when it comes to like fitness stuff and gyms like you'd be very actively involved in the politics that you could directly influence so yeah. for me, like it just seemed, and I and I fucking know it's possible. Yeah. You know why? Because everyone's money is on the internet. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come at me with any bullshit about like, oh, I could get hacked, well, fucking Combank seems to do a pretty good job yeah. of keeping my money and knowing when I want to pay you and pay you and yeah, it pay definitely you. could be done. Man, you're right. Actually, it's a good system, and it could be done. It could be yeah, done. Yeah, it definitely could. It could be. Man, Combat's a good example of that because their app, you're like, this is a pretty, pretty slick app that mm-hmm. we could, and, and all the apps now are just fucking Insane, next, next level, like next level good that you just go, this is so streamlined and systemized that, yeah, you're right. When we were all walking down to vote or had to vote, if some people cop the fine during this period, which... I did. Yeah. But I, I do every year. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in this yeah. shit. Yeah. I fucking can't stand any of these cunts. So that was when everyone was sitting there just going, that's probably when everyone just went, is there not a better way? Yeah. Surely there's a better way. Everyone started thinking that right now that you just banish people to their home. They're not allowed to go out. But you can go vote. But if you don't go out now and do it, you're going to get fined. Mm-hmm. And then there forms this massive contradiction that everyone's yeah. just like, what the fuck, like type of thing. So, man, it well, is that's true. that's like the, one of the other things that made me really get like fired up about that was like Bindi Irwin. When she come out, it was like a while ago. I don't want to quote her, but it was like basically saying how like crocodiles need to be further protected because they're talking about um, culling crocodiles in North Queensland. Yeah. Listen here, Bindi. You don't know fucking shit about crocodiles in North Queensland. Your dad might have, and you've got a zoo that has crocodiles in it. You probably know more about crocodiles than most people, but you don't fucking live there. You don't know. I can literally name a bridge where if you went there right now, there'd probably be a fucking massive crocodile sitting under that bridge. You grew up in Cairns, didn't you? Yeah, Yeah. I know. Sitting under that fucking bridge. And that could eat a person. (laughs) And he's there because there's fucking so many other crocodiles that are in that place. And it's like, there's people that know that and there's people that care because it directly affects their lives. They're They're the people that will vote that should vote on that. Yeah. They should vote for like a regional thing. There's no crocodiles in Melbourne. And then I started seeing like shit underneath her thing, like people commenting and it's like, you live in Melbourne. (laughs) There's no fucking crocodiles (laughs) in Melbourne, bro. Like this isn't an issue that, you know what I mean? And then the the thing is, is that I think you'd find all these people that are so noble and mighty and care about everything and have these causes that, they'd just fucking disappear because the real people would do the reading. And then as a byproduct of that, you're going to get some form of education because the the thing is like, just people are so fucking uneducated on everything. And me, me included, like I'm so uneducated. 
There's no incentive for me to get educated unless it's something that really affects me. And then I have to go in. And I think that a system like that would force that education and force people to read both sides because you have to understand both sides. Like, it's so easy to, like, attach yourself to an idea or a piece of legislation or whatever without understanding the other side. And it's like, that. it's not on the individual to, to learn yeah. And I think that when you are in a system where it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to this politician or the, and that politician wants to get elected. The other thing that the whole direct democracy would do via like the app yeah. is how do you pay off 22 million Australians if you're BP or right. if you're Rio Tinto? How do you pay off everybody? Yeah. It's pretty easy yeah. to buy one dude yeah. or buy six true. people in the Senate. Yeah. You cannot buy everybody. Or how you bought, how you could buy everybody though, is you go say like let's just say Rio Tinto, and you're like, hey, we've got three billion dollars that we want to spend in Australia to secure this yeah. new mining contract or whatever, it is. and it's like you'd literally give the country bargaining power. Yeah, you would give the fucking people power to go. You cannot buy our representatives anymore. Chinese special interest groups, fucking mining special interest groups. All of these things are real and exist. And there is somebody that puts pen to paper somewhere along the line, some lawyer that will draft these things that can be bought. Oh man, of course. It's to be honest, it's just a different version of like what happens in corrupt countries. Mm-hmm. But it's just very obvious there because they pretty much say, "Yeah, I've been bought out of what are you yeah, going to do yeah, about yeah, it?" Like yeah. I hold the power, so how are you gonna how are you gonna do anything about it? Wh- where it's very obvious there, but within this, it's obviously hidden as much as mm. as much as humanly possible. Okay. It is like what you're saying is just like referring to like almost like mini communities that someone has the best interests of heart of your pocket and then they represent that little pocket it could be anything like it can be it can be someone like you said represents internet someone represents sports and lifestyle and could be specific to that sport Mm. that goes to maybe a jiu-jitsu and they go to this group that covers all the sport and then all the sport covers and then it just needs all that I think it needs is more steps in the process via I'm all for digital because I paperwork like even filling out the paperwork you're sitting there it's going this is madness like yeah, why, are we, why are we doing this right now when everything else we just did was all via digital but we came to fill in this piece of paper that doesn't really make much sense but if there was just many steps towards the process of getting the person that represented you the best to represent moving forward I think people probably struggle with the aspect of me and you sitting in your podcast room in Burley. My office is down the road. My gym's down the road. So we're probably a good representation of people that are around the age of 30 to 35 that do stuff in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's our world. And then we go, but the person that is going to take us and represent us happens to be 70 that has no care hypothetically about any of the Mm -hmm. things we just talked about whether it be culture art sports lifestyle internet um they may represent only two percent of what we care about but we know they're not the other part that they don't care about they may say that they're looking after the overall thing but because there was no 
people in between us that could help get our message that's when people feel mm-hmm. disjointed, bit, disjointed and, and, and the un- and the yeah. unrest from there yeah. the times where and don't get me wrong it's obviously a lot easier the smaller the population the easier it is to get connected so when i was referring to the new zealand prime minister again a smaller population smaller again, population yeah. has made it better for her as well because she does do a good job of connecting yeah. with less people because there's less steps towards her like yeah. they're literally but it's all the same yeah. channels though like it the, yeah. the way that the platforms that, that she's speaking to yeah it's all scalable for like sure you it get is. a fucking yeah. one youtube video has a billion views yeah. So it's like, you know, you get 22 million people, you know, to get a message to that all have these platforms that all live in an island together. Like that message, like if there was a strong enough leader, yep. that message can fucking get out there. Agreed. And I think yeah. that the it just gets sco- so sketchy when there's like re-election yep. and it's like you're just constant re-election and the people that like you've got to have the party put forward your seat. Yep. So it's not even like you can just do yeah. it on your own merits and then you've got to be in one of these two parties or the greens but then the green seats go it's a clusterfuck yeah. no one gets it it all gets put in the yeah. in the too hard basket and the thing is like you've got to be a politician yeah who the, what the what is a politician yeah what the how do you fucking be a politician there's no, there's no kids sitting around sitting there just going I'm gonna go to uni or I'm gonna do this to do this XYZ to become a bit, yeah. politician no one no one thinks like that and it's like being a traditional news anchor mm. it's not like there's auditions for those spots like there's parts of society that are so niche and so hard to get to and they take so long and they're these like almost like ancient cultural structures the hoops that you've got to jump through to like be a politician or be a tv host or be a movie star like there's things that you've got to do it's 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 a hard process and then the problem with the process like that is you meet so many people along the way that can give you like a there's like a yes or no and that yes is never like a scot-free yes like for someone to say yeah well you can get this next job you're always gonna owe somebody when you're in like that kind of ladder climbing situation so just even to like be a politician like we should kind of aim to do away with politicians at this point i think and like under that that direct democracy system where say you've got that app it's like you just got to have say it's sport like you could run for the fucking sport minister exactly and then it's like you'd have to go out and you'd do your you'd have to you know get make enough noise within the community of like active voters that like they're gonna vote on every sporting uh issue that comes up and it's like the cream then will rise to the top and then it's not like a uh, you know, oh yeah, well, Sel did this, and then this guy's kind of put him across here, and then it's like you don't really need to be a politician. I I see it going like you've got Sel as the figurehead of or like the minister for let's say sport, and then it's like you'd go, this is how much budget that we've got due to like a minimum, the mandatory minimum that the government gives, and then the surplus that yep. gets given from the taxpayer. And then you go, okay, well, our budget then to run the division, I need 10 lawyers, I need this, I need that, I need that. And then bang, that's your department. It's not like you need to be a fucking politician. Yeah. And then it's like, you would find people from the community that vote constantly and yeah, constantly the read the material. You'd get, I could see it getting to the point where you've got like, yeah, dudes on YouTube making like breakdowns of new legislation, reading both things. Oh, this is what you should take away from that if you're not 
if you're not good at reading and I could just see all of these communities kind of thickening out and and forming and then you're the leader of that and you go I'm going to get this YouTube kid or this YouTube dude or this YouTube mum or whatever to to get this message out to the community or I'm going to try and bring her in and just see because she has access to so many people that are in that like I just think you could build such a like a a great system but fuck man like can you imagine all the shit that would have to get let go of like just special interests and man you probably started something though I don't started, know that it, it could it, fuck <laughs> it wouldn't be the first person I wouldn't be the first person of course you know but the, in a time like this when you start putting out a message like that who's to say it doesn't spark something mm-hmm. from I'm not saying that this specifically yeah. but it doesn't spark more conversations and like there's probably another thousand other podcasts or news feeds or things going on where people are thinking similar nature yeah. that that's all it takes like it can take something like that to really build momentum for people mm. to think of things in a different light because yeah it definitely just makes more sense yeah and it's just like a you got to think it's just like a place where you'd want to be because yeah. then like that you know how we sort of started this is like those people that were sitting there on a sunday night that want to like give up a lot of that is like i don't know how much of that i could even blame on them because it's like they're probably the same people that have been fucking beaten down by society yeah. and it's like part of that's probably personal and some issues that they've got with themselves and part of it's probably that life is hard and society yeah. is kind of fucked in a, in certain ways for sure the only thing i'll like caveat that with is also if those are the same people that like are posting on their instagram like mm. never give up and just fucking bullshit quotes that like but then within themselves they're also going oh, i'm not going to go to work mm. because it's covid thing or whatever is too hard like that that's the shit that drives me insane it's mm. like portraying this message or perception or image on social media of all this like Mm. grind 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 hard work hard work do this do that do this do that type of thing but then adversity strikes a bit of hard work Mm. is needed and then at that point it's like now i'm talking about covid and we shouldn't go out and no one should go to work and our lives are in danger and like that's where I'm just like, man, what are you talking? Like, mm. which, which side are you on? Are you on the side of let's push the society forward? Mm. Because it does right now need people that are leaders, that are hard workers, that are willing to do what it takes to pull people through this shit. And there are a lot of people that are scared. And no one's saying don't be scared. Mm. But people are saying really think about the situation properly in its context. Yeah, Can you do something to help? If you can, do something to help. Don't completely sit defeated because you've been pushed the message that may not be fully accurate to actually what's going on with your area Mm. or your community or your people that's where it's really hard for i can see people getting petrified by the message that's pushed at them that they can't see past it and i i can get it they can't see past it but if if they were able to sit and think clearly for a short period without being bombarded or they could turn Mm. away from it just for a bit and have other people talk to them with the right rational voice around it could they be better serving Mm. their community or those people and the answer is yes they probably probably yes for all of us man for sure man i know there's i i know for myself there's better things that i could be doing right now that i'm like trying to implement but 
like anything here busy but you're open to growth oh yeah you have to be and that's the thing is yeah. i think that's even something that's worth even me just saying like for, as a person that talks on this podcast like right. i am so open to growth yeah and i i look back at the and i'm trying to do this less and less but like yeah. look back at the person i was even yesterday yeah. with like a certain fucking disdain for that person yeah. because it's like i do always want to get better but it's like no one is perfect yeah. and no one's going to do the right things all the time but yeah you have to be open to like doing those things and course, implementing man. changes and, and like if if there's someone that's sitting there just going nothing good's going to come from this and nothing good personally is going to come for it because of all these things chances are nothing good's going to come from it mm. compared to if you're looking at it just going at this time point it's forced me to slow down be a better dad be mm. a better husband be a better friend be a better colleague, be a better boss, be a better individual just as a human to yourself and be more introspective, mm. then something good has come from it because you otherwise wouldn't have had that time to do it because you would have been on the hustle or in the grind or you just wouldn't have thought of it. Like mm. it, something made you sit and think and look at it from a different perspective compared to the norm. So it's it's such a hard switch i think for people to make compared to going it's that glass half full half mm. half empty thing but if you prefer to look at something for its positive you're gonna be better off no matter what anyone yeah. says they can say oh like oh, i was negative or this and then but that led you down a path that nothing nothing good is going to come from that mm -hmm. there, there, there can be absolutely nothing good from you going this is shit and the world is fucked and i'm like waving the white flag mm. but nothing good will come from that yeah you already know the, an yeah, the you answer know the yeah outcome. the the outcome to that is no. it's set in stone yeah it's 100 percent you've decided that compared to something good is going to come from this even if it doesn't happen right there and then you've stacked all the chips yeah. in your favor for something good maybe not tomorrow maybe not a year maybe not three years but something mm. at some stage will come from that because you stack the chips in your favor that the laws of probability are in your yeah. are working in your favor to say you at least like you said open yourself up for growth during that period to say fuck like this can lead to something mm. better than what was yesterday so man it's I think I think as humans and everyone going through this, the one thing that everyone's recognized, the one overall message, at least I feel this right, is everyone's doing it together. Mm. So if that billionaire is doing it the same way the person that has no money is doing it, if we're all doing it together and certain people are thriving through it and feeling okay and doing good things and providing and other people are doing the complete opposite, what is the difference between them? Mm. It's just a mindset. Like, it's just a mindset that's changed between someone that's gone, I'm going to look at this for what good I can do, and someone that's just gone, well, this was the last thing that broke the camel's back and I quit now, mm. and wake me up when, when, it's over. when it's over, and then I'll start trying to do that, which, if you do that now, there is no guarantee... That you'll be have anything exactly there yeah. is there is th that's one thing you can guarantee when there's not many guarantees left there is no guarantee when this is all over you'll be left with any decisions mm. you may just be forced to do whatever the, whatever you're told they may just say hey 
yep, we gave you that money or whatever it is, but now you have to pay that double and mm. you have to pay it in three months because they can physically do that. Like yeah, people yeah. think that like- that's, well, that's why we haven't fucked with any of those loans man, here. We're just yeah. like, no, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know when I'm like, I'd rather struggle now yeah. and it be like my struggle. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh man, for sure. So if- Feel Like yeah. I know some people have to, but yeah. like until I get to that point where I'm like, okay, I can't even yeah. operate anymore. I definitely am like scared of that because yeah, yeah there is no guarantees. There's no, like- there's no guarantees on anything. So the only thing you can guarantee in this period, the one and only thing is your effort and your output to what you can control. That's all mm. you can guarantee. That's all you can really sit with confidence knowing that I can get up, I can do as best as I can for whatever the hours that I can do that output or that commitment or that work and what happens from there at least I know I put all the things in my favor to go right mm. if I do nothing I put no no cards in like I'm literally walking in with the worst card possible in the worst environment possible mm. compared to walking in with everything stacked in my favor what what happens from here hey yeah. I, I can live with that as long as I know I've put every chip in my favor which too many people are just leaving all their chips they're just like not taking it mm. and just going will you see what happens when this whole thing wraps up which I I could never live mm. I could never live like that I, I would lose my mind in the aspect of just going my destiny and faith is being controlled by who the fuck knows exactly <laughs> like who who's to say like I could never ever ever live my life in that situation especially with like your family and shit you oh know? man even even their kid like everything like everything I just think of all the people that depend on you whether it be staff Mm. whether it be your family your kids your parents like just direct people in your yeah like in your group too yeah like at the fucking morning group chat boys like they depend on you to like want to be there to keep that class going and that helps their lives like there's a big butterfly effect that your positivity on a daily basis has on the people that are around you like and i'm one of those people like i look at you guys and you and mill and like the stuff that you're doing i feed off that like there's so many people that and that's what i think bothers me about that but me that whole like the way that this thing just like spread as a meme like and the what even people talking like Oh, day four of quarantine. It's like, uh-huh. you don't have to be in quarantine. Like, there's yeah. no law saying right yeah. now that you cannot leave your house. Yeah. Like, and you're proliferating this shit through our yeah. fucking culture that, like, we all have to give up. Like, that's it, guys. Done. Stay. It's like, yeah. no, be fucking smart. Do what the government told yeah. you. Like, there are things that you can still do to be yeah. productive. And whether you fucking think so or not you giving me another home workout isn't being that productive oh man the the ones that might be getting new views (laughs) one that if like what you said about the memes and everything like taking effect and like quarantine this and quarantine that if everyone had somehow stimulated themselves to say a lot of people have which for that like you have to be thankful where they've shown i am now working on this yeah because work is slowed like naturally the economy has all scaled back and i may have been working in hospitality which meant my shifts have gone from this and now we only have takeaway so i used to do 60 hours a week i now do 30 but in that extra 30 that i otherwise was doing this check out what i'm doing now Mm. which is 
new skill, helping others, creating, whatever it is, that's awesome. Yeah, like I'm it's, down it's with that. yeah, it's just such a a good thing and an opportunity to have learned, to have grown through this whole period. Ones that are just like, yep, it's another day of quarantine, which means another day by the pool, which means another selfie, which means another another meme about the end of the world it, another meme yeah. about I love too how it's always like oh this is just how it was for me like there's yeah. a, it's just ev- like literally everything that you could do it's like people are just filling themselves with this mindless shit yeah. and they're making everybody else feel like that's yeah. what they should be doing man like I've felt guilty at, like I've caught myself feeling guilty of like well I'm still going to work every day yeah <laughs> but it's like hang on I drive by myself in my car Same two man. minutes to my work and I sit by myself. Exactly like, what I'm I do. I'm still fucking working. Yeah, man. Like, I've never been busier. Mm. I can honestly say, actually, rephrase, I was probably slightly busier when I had uni and a few jobs. But in terms of like singular in a space like our office is, we literally extended our office mm. when COVID right hit. Right before this. And then everyone's just like, rightfully so, we were staff were worried some of the staff were actually traveling from different places and they just got into the country at the time so i get people feeling uneasy some came from asia some came from new zealand and rightfully so we were just like all right let's make the call um no staff have kids so you guys can work from home without distractions or anything i do have kids i can't work from home without distractions but i need to work as hard as possible during this period of time so all that's happened for me is I just still go to the gym at the same time, drive to the gym first there. There's just no more people on the mats. Yeah. But because I'm by myself, like you said, complete isolation, wipe everything down, do my training, drive up the hill, go to work there from 6.30. My kids, usually I would take them to school. Now they have to be homeschooled. So they do their homeschooling. I go home from six after 6, go home at 5.30, bath change them have dinner with them they get to bed i repeat the process mm. during that period of time from 6 six thirty ish whatever it is it you can the output that can be getting done right now is next level mm. because you can get so far ahead that's compared what I'm trying to do, yeah. compared to everyone else because it's literally and i'm one of those people that i always picture competition mm-hmm. doing something at the same time I'm doing it and I'm thinking of what would person B be doing the right now the ghost controller kind yeah. Of deal. yeah and I'm just like man there may be out of the population that are doing the same type of thing that I'm doing right now how many of them have fallen off that mm. means I've just gained a bit and I've never been the person that has just been naturally crazy talented that picked up a thing that could just I've been good at a lot of things but I've always gone I'll get the steps ahead of people by just outworking because it's the only thing I can control. I can't control just God-given talent. Yeah. That's that's genetics that I got some really good ones as well. But there's fuck certain no, things. Yeah, there's certain things. That, I felt those genetics. <laughs> fucking, fuck my shit up. <laughs> but there's certain things that you just go. I need to just put in the hours because it's the only thing I can control now. Yeah. Pretty much the rest of the stuff is completely out of your control. But if I've got the time to get in the seat and work and work and work and work, people are falling off during this period. Like that, that's the one thing I think about all the time Mm. when I'm working away, whether it's early in the morning or late at night, that 
everyone's feeling tired and they'll hear something shitty about something that happened and X amount of people have died and you don't feel good about that. But at the mm. same time, you also go, how many other people heard that and said, all right, I'm going to stop oh, now. And then for every single one that stopped, you've just stepped ahead of them. Mm. And if you just stayed on that course for this whole period of time, what does that mean when, the, when it's all over? Where do you sit now? Mm. Probably sit fucking a lot further ahead than when you started. And maybe it needed a pandemic for a lot of good people that worked solidly hard that were just getting no breaks. Mm. Like everyone talks about this being the most unlucky thing that's ever happened. And from a health perspective, I get it. But maybe for the people that had grafted for so long that couldn't just catch a break mm. and just kept going and going and going and going and then all of a sudden this happened and their normal will and resolve didn't change and they just kept doing the exact same thing that they were doing 20 years before mm-hmm. have now got to where they should be they just needed something sure no one wanted it to be what people are saying is well that is not like people people chose it exactly yeah. no one chose for it to be this thing that is hurting and but you can't yeah, choose to look at it the other yeah. way so yeah well that's what was funny for me when all this shit went down and like i posted that that video the on like kind of i guess like that day that it sort of got real with me with like sponsors and stuff like yeah. that and that wasn't that wasn't like a oh poor me kind of thing like right. and i hope it wasn't taken like that i didn't but know i was didn't, no. i was just really wanted to be like dude charge hard now yeah and even if like man i've been reading like fucking crazy yeah like just the last few weeks with everything yeah. that's been going on because like i'm i want to be off youtube like i i love sitting and watching like youtube shit i got some podcasts on i've just stopped it all yeah i just said like i just i'm done and that's probably why i've been talking about it so much here because i actually haven't spoken about it at all in weeks yeah but it's like i just was like no i'm just gonna focus on like some shit for myself and it's funny like the thing that i realized are kind of like after the fact is like i've been broke yeah like this whole thing that like I'm going like yeah. since I've moved to Burley last year I've been broke the whole time yeah completely broke every single week it's like it's not even week to week it's almost like negative two weeks to week yeah where it's like I feel like I'm always two or three weeks behind everything and it's like a lot of that is me learning to deal with a new thing and being a new level of busy and there's so much that is you could say is why and i mean i'm just prepared at this point to just get better at that stuff until i can handle it and life gets better but to me when this happened i was like well i'm already fucking like i'm already broke i've got there's nothing nothing that's going to be taken away from you take away some more like as long as i can keep this room i'll live in this room if i i have lived in this room when me and my fucking ex broke up like i literally did live in this room it wasn't that fucking bad yeah get like your head you can you can adjust to these things like with the right fucking mindset man that was also the other thing on that joey diaz podcast where it was just like this will be the filter to people to realize they don't need all that bullshit Mm -hmm. in their life like right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) genuinely like i would love this i my brain thinks of these weird crazy statistics but i'm thinking how many of the people that are saying they're broke 
that can't afford these things have a subscription to cable, mm-hmm. have a subscription to some un- unwanted bullshit that they don't actually need, like a premium Spotify when they could just listen to the one without 30 seconds. <laughs> like, like it's not much, but all these things start to add up one by one by one by one. Like when they were traveling somewhere over the, this most recent period, they had to go somewhere and they could have stayed at the budget hotel directly at the airport. That was yeah. $69, but they chose to get the Uber to a nice place in the city mm-hmm. and get the Uber back or whatever it may be and do that. They chose... There was something on special, but they really wanted that other color mm. type of thing. Like, how many people are still doing that type of stuff? If you are, it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Mm. Like, and why were you doing it in this first place? Exactly. If you wanted it as bad as you said. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, man. Like, it's not that bad to live. Like, my oh, my friends call my house the mon- the monastery. Yeah. Because there's no TV. Nice. There's like literally nothing yeah. in it. There's a couch. There's jiu-jitsu mats on the complete living room floor. Yeah. Only I can't even train. It's just there. So I stretch. Sick. All I've, I've got my foam roller, my belt, and my fucking massage, like a few little massage things. I just fucking stretch and I'll read on there now. And it's like, you don't need that much shit. Yeah, like what I do, what you need, like I need this. Yeah. I need like good connection with good people. Yeah. I need my friends. I need my family. Yeah. But like the rest of it, man, it's like all... you can you can learn to live without this shit yeah. and it's like I've had to do that before yeah. this started and it's almost like it geared me up to the really not care yeah. about this because oh, man. you know that's a hundred, because people and naturally I guess probably look at um, some stuff where they like I don't claim to live a hard life or be poor or anything I live in a great house well you've earned that shit yeah and um, all the other different types of stuff so but people will always ask me the question of like, sometimes they'll see a receipt of something and just be like, even at work, they'll be like, hey, why would you have stayed at the budget hotel? Mm. Like, because literally when I go to Sydney, I'm just like, Sydney, Sydney, I hate driving as it is anyhow. Yeah. So I'm only going to be going to my meetings and the place that I'm going to leave from, I may as well be as close as possible yeah. so I can just walk there to the airport. What's the closest place to the airport? Just happens to be the Ibis. Yeah. Just so happens that the Ibis is $69 a night, which is the best deal that you can get. Why would I spend the money to get into the city to spend money on some fucking some snobbish bullshit hotel? I hate hotels as it is. Like I, I would much rather be at home with my family. But so why spend the money on, on something, something you don't even like anyway exactly and then what's it for like they're, they're, I'm going to be in that bed for at most five to six hours mm. the bed comfort level isn't different the only thing that's different is like kind of almost just wanting to be notoriety or pompous yeah. or to to it's be ego, man. exactly yeah. it's a hundred percent is that that would I not rather keep that extra 200 bucks or whatever that was saved in do something for my kids, do something for my community, do something for a co a friend. Like, mm. But do- that's why you yeah. have respect. Yeah. I think I- because like you are, you are that guy. Like even when you're, I mean, like the hype group offices, it's like, you can tell people respect you. Mill yeah. respects you. Like yeah. oh, I fucking respect you. Like you do have that, like you're a humble guy in, in that sense. And it's like, it's really easy to get down with somebody that is 
like a fucking super humble dude and it, it it's through actions like that you know like you're not like that that's just something that you know you're not saying hey guys i'm uh staying at the budget this weekend just yeah. i want to let everyone know <laughs> you know what i mean because then yeah. it's like kind of disingenuous exactly it's not it's not real Do you, have you ever seen that meme of j cole how um i fucking love that dude. he's top three yeah in my opinion out of in the hip-hop game but there's a meme of him literally all these people walking past him and he's in coach just in the plane yeah i think they like you can actually see the seat number above him i think it's like 35 or something and he's just sitting there with his headphones on just leaning against the thing and you can see these like people in front of him that are had there was a video of it like priorly complaining about oh we're in coach and all this yeah it's like the one of the greatest rappers going around right now sitting in coach and the meme says you walk past aisle 35 sitting seeing j cole sitting there and you're complaining about fucking sitting in coach or not being in first class or business class yeah what the fuck do you think's actually going on right now like that shows the context of how someone like that thinks yeah clearly could afford the private, could afford the first class, but just goes, is it needed? Mm. Really think about it. Is, is most of the shit that you're actually doing really needed mm. in your life? And do you need to spend on that watch or that bling or any of the other stuff? Because it's it's definitely probably not going to make you happy because you, mm. you're obviously doing it to please someone well, else. Imagine, yeah, yeah. It, it comes down to like, who are you doing it for? Yeah. You know, who other reasons like to you to yourself like it's funny so i got this dude he's one of my best mates now he's done the vietnam trip with me the last two years or like with us and i didn't know him i met him there the first time dude's a fucking gajillionaire yeah young fucking boss right and the first few days on the first trip i thought he was a bit of a wanker yeah because like he had this fucking seventy five thousand dollar rolex on yeah and like on the bike everywhere this he just had this fucking rolex on and he was like just a I'd, now knowing like I understand yeah. but he had that that watch because like he was this self-made kind of guy yeah. that made millions and millions and millions by the time he was 36 and yeah. he's like he's like I looked he's like every time I look at my watch I go it's time to fucking work yeah like this watch costs a lot of money yeah like it's time to fucking work and to me that to me, I'm like that's a fucking dope ass thing it's like a, that's it re- a genuine it thing it represents something for, for him. sure you can go the other way yeah. and you can get that $75,000 watch so you can tell people that yeah. you've got a $75,000 watch. Yeah. You know? So there is like that kind of fucking, it's so double-sided, it is, but it, it's so based on like, you've got to be so honest with yourself. For sure, man. It. It's it's true, man. And there's, man, everyone's been at some stage like a teenager that was coming up that wanted to mm. take over the world. And like my original thing was... I just wanted to, for whatever reason, wanted to take over, like, first I wanted to be an athlete. That was always Mm. my top thing of just, like, going, I have to become a professional sports person. Originally it was tennis, soccer, then it was tennis, and then, like... You got too big for both. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I ended up at rugby league, and I was like, I've got to get to NRL. Like, it was just a thing, and, man, when I actually got there, and then I got to play, I only got to play two first-grade games... Um, but I remember playing the first one and running out and everything and I was like so that was it and I remember clear as day sitting in the dressing room just going for the last 10 I was 24 
last 10 years, this is all that I've chased. And right now, I can definitely tell that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Not because of the actual game or anything like that. It was... Because it wasn't for you. Yeah. And I realized almost instantly that I was like, it was a good lesson, but I was like, I'd been chasing something that was based on an ego of me wanting to be the professional sports star that I had just created. I had just created from such a young age that it wasn't necessarily the right mm-hmm. thing that fit my being. So did another year, played another game or so, and then very quickly also realized the environment of people I was around wasn't actually me either. Mm. That was probably the thing that took it away from the most. And so... Just like the culture. That, yeah. Like, the that cul- the, footy culture. Yeah, what came, what came from... I met all my best mates from it they were no longer in it. Yeah. If I wasn't going to be at a place where those people were, which is what kind of got me there in the first place, I was like, this doesn't fit anymore yeah. for, for multiple, multiple reasons. And probably the thing most people find the hardest that I learned then that was the best lesson I could learn is I'm not defining myself as this mm-hmm. professional athlete because that's all I wanted in Chase for so long. I'm just a guy that happened to run around a football field with a ball and I did that semi-okay for a period, but I can go and do other things. I don't, I'm not tied to this because I've got created an ego where I have to be mm-hmm. a sports person. So like making that call of asking for a release for no real other reason apart from I wasn't vibing with what was going on there was probably the best thing I could have done. Mm. It just completely freed me from ever thinking that I was attached to something which made me think I can go and do anything, anything, anything that I really wanted. So then it just led, but less, that lesson learned led to me thinking now I want to take over, try and do this. Mm. And then all of a sudden you start realizing that you're trying to do all these things for a period of time where you need your ego Mm-hmm. because it's the thing that keeps you driven because if you if you completely lose any ego you will lose a bit of exactly yeah and you'll lose it's a weird balance it's a super weird balance but if you go the other way and you let it control you you're just a fucking sociopath like you'll turn into an egomaniac where you're doing everything for the wrong reason mm-hmm. so there is that balance but you need to know when you need to also check your own ego like you need to sit there and look at yourself and go my ego was the thing that drove me to get this far which is great because it gave Mm. me purpose it gave me drive it gave me ambition which has provided a life for myself my wife my kids but if you let it get one step too far and it, it will happen every now and then where you go oh I'd like that or I should do that because it would make me feel good rather than Mm. for the greater good and you let it take hold of you in a fucking slippery slope. I've seen so many people go down that slippery slope where it's just gone. It was just the one thing and they didn't check themselves personally and no one checked them and let it happen. Mm. And then that person was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do it again and again. And now they're so far down the other part. And I'm sure you know a billion people like Mm -hmm. this where you're just like, that person is fucked. That's my biggest fear in life, <laughs> is being that being person. that person. Fuck, bro. No, nah, you would. It's never. like a daily fucking stress. Yeah. Of mine, you know, like, and it's. it's I probably take it too far because yeah. I know, like, 
I feel like I know the capability that I have to have ego. Yeah. Like, even when I started jiu-jitsu, bro, oh, fuck, I was the biggest <laughs> piece of shit. Like, <laughs> but in my head, like, I feel like I'm an intellectual person yeah. in terms of, like, and even that, to say that, is that ego? But it's, right. like, I feel like the way that my brain breaks things down yeah. is, like, this intellectually the top down or bottom up whatever way that i look at it so i've got this fucked up brain that can make sense of something as that is egotistical in terms of its soul like the soul and the core and the undertone of what i'm saying is with ego yeah and if i'm honest to myself that's a truth yeah but my intellectual brain can go through and break down that that yeah. thing and justify it intellectually yeah so for me jiu-jitsu i started doing fucking great at it yeah instantly i was yeah. so fucking i fucking was so at, i yeah. was so at home yeah. i felt fucking amazing i felt great doing everything yeah and then so i'd go and i'd had a fucking ego about it yeah but then i'd go well hey the writing's on the fucking wall right and then i said i used to tell myself when i raced motocross or like well when i come from the world of racing motocross i was like mate everyone's fucking lap times are there yeah i know how much faster he was than me i know how much faster i was than him and he'll fucking use that over me yeah in a race because i'll i'll know that he qualified two seconds a lot faster than me i'll also know that if that dude's in front of me i can run that motherfucker down because i was two seconds faster than him so that's how like my brain starts yeah and i'm like i can make excuses for my ego yeah and say well it's not ego it's a subjective truth oh man it's you know yeah it's a it's a real it's a real hard one martial arts is always the like great leveler where mm. at the end of the day it, it will get your ego will get exposed by someone gonna say someone will someone someone it. will expose it and that's why it's such a great humbling experience that like you can go in there and like, i can lift all this weight and go against a guy like you and you'll just go three two one in a system and dismantle me like and that's where you just go well whatever ego i had before i walked in here that i'm this and i'm that just got removed as soon as i crossed that map because that guy Mm -hmm. has trained more studied more whatever it is and has developed this thing i can't hide from that Mm -hmm. i can't i can't and you can't be mad at it either no of course of course not but the one thing that I think you also need maybe it's not the term ego is not the right thing yeah it's, it's like a weird word yeah it's sort of like ego is the negative version yeah. but it's like maybe it's confidence I don't yeah know. There, there's a level of you have to understand that this happened for this reason introspectively I know that fuck I've got I've got dog in me I've got fight yeah. in me I've got self pride I've got respect whatever you want to refer to it can all almost be wrapped up in in the term ego but you need to find what yours is that keeps you in check without letting you get carried away by thinking i'm the shit i can do whatever i want because your head will get kicked in whichever way it is whether it be in business whether it be in martial arts whether it be by your family whether it be by your friends and the people that like you refer to is like man i would dread being one of those people you would never hang out with other people that would let you get that far that's like that's that's the great leveler that where i see 
the people always have Sam to roast me. Exactly. Like you'll you'll have someone. Like I literally sit in this chat. The boys will be laughing about this probably now with um, you know Frank Hickman, like the Tiger Muay Thai coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my best mate Brocky and Wayno and Peak and all all these mates. Wayno's Gle- a funny guy. Yeah, <laughs> and Glenn Sparb and it's basically a chat of just straight sledge. Like you wake up in the morning and you've been told probably three times you're a piece of shit before you've even like gone to like brush your teeth or whatever it is. Yeah. It's called Vietnam. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Ours is called sooty soldiers. And it's referred to me being sooty as a racist undertone, but it's a joke. Like people don't get offended if you're listening, thinking that, Oh my God, like black. Everybody sells black. Yeah. But, everyone some people have asked me why would you be in such a chat where it's just like hurling abuse at each other and all that i was just like man to be honest half of it is the aspect of i know i'll get checked when i get out of line mm-hmm. like if i've done something where i was feeling myself too much or i was doing something that was carrying on about my personal wealth or worth mm. or whatever it is and i was too far across on one side would it matter whether I had won a billion dollars or I'd landed the best deal in marketing or whatever it is? Those boys would still say, "Hey, shut Check up!" Yourself, yeah, bro. like yeah. it. Do- it doesn't matter, and you need you need both. Mm. Like any the one thing that I've really, really gravitated towards where I've gone. Why have I ended up in a position where I'll never ever beat myself in a fight? business dealing the person may beat me mm. for sure like people are more I have skilled. that same feeling yeah people are more skilled people have are more experienced some people are just better yeah. and the everyone has that one person whatever it may be that they just can't get like mm-hmm. it's just the laws of nature have made that person one step ahead of you or whatever it is and you keep trying and they keep pushing you you keep getting better but for whatever reason there's just certain people mm-hmm that always get you and there's certain people you always get like just the style of whatever it is and that's the same with business but I've always said whoever it is I'm going against will have to beat me because I'll never beat myself Mm. it's the one thing that I've always 100% believed that it could be the very best in the world could be the very best worst in the world but if they win I'll 100% make sure they earned it Mm because it won't be me just giving up on myself like i will never ever just look inside and just go "Ah, just give up like just quit now because Mm. probably due to my parents like that's just not a inbuilt mechanism that i have and Mm. I, i would just never ever just wouldn't sleep at night the times that it's happened as a kid i even remember from such a young age just because that shit haunts you (laughs) that shit can like really really haunts me on any time I felt like I didn't give the very best of myself which is probably the thing that rolling back to what we were talking about whether it's ego or self pride or respect you need to have that because Mm. if you beat yourself well then fuck the world as we are all experiencing right now is fucking hard as shit anyhow yeah you're just gonna keep getting beaten day in day out and it's just gonna be this repetitive cycle that it's gonna be hard to break dude i know when i'm getting an ego in the in the negative sense of the word when i and like the gym is a great place for this is when i'll like avoid somebody 
Yeah. If I have an inclination to avoid somebody that I know for a fact yeah. that's my ego and I fucking try so hard to just line that person up. Yeah. And just go, if I get fucked up, I yeah. get fucked up. That's it. But it's normally... Yeah, it's like even, you know, like you get like a crazy fucking spazzy white belt dude yeah. where you're just like, I don't I don't know what this fucking dude's going <laughs> to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's pro- probably not the case. It's yeah. more of like if I have like rival... There's like a couple of um, yeah. high belts in our gym that I have like rivalries with yeah. where it's like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it's to the point where I don't enjoy the yeah. experience. But I know that part of that uncomfortability is my ego yeah. and I don't want to lose to that person so bad yeah. that it's gives me a negative feeling like yeah. I, I want to back out of even engaging with that person yeah. and I do not like that because that then speaks to what you just said yeah. and that's me beating myself yeah. that's me not even giving myself a chance to beat that other person and come yeah. out on top of that rivalry and that's it's like the, when we were talking about before like stacking the chips like this is the way I've always thought about it you got a yes and you got a no or you got a positive and you got a negative yep. if you instantly go to the negative then it's a 100% chance that the outcome is negative yeah. but if you choose to go on a positive sense there's still only two options yep. you've the outcome is not certain that it will be positive but you've but got a 50-50 chance for sure 50-50 Law, laws of probability exactly yeah. and you always fucking would rather have a 50-50 chance than a, sure. than a 0% chance that's exactly right I think funnily enough I never really have an ego come out of me in the physical form like if we're mainly that's because like it's very easy with someone generally that is studying whatever their martial art is call it jiu-jitsu or boxing or whatever that if that person's been doing it longer more experienced mm. and studying it more they're probably going to get you like I, 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 I don't have that yeah I, th- I think everybody is like fucking fair nah man I just I honestly maybe it's just because like I'll go to training and then I'll go with someone because I um, try to do everything like mm. I try my yeah, best yeah. to get to every single discipline be it jiu-jitsu in a gi on a Tuesday morning or wrestling on a Friday afternoon or straight striking on a Thursday afternoon. I just want to try and be as well-rounded as Mm. possible that I will go from a kid that's never done it, so obviously how's that going to work out? He's never ever done it before to Elliot Compton that's one of the best strikers in the world that'll just like punch holes holes in me that I just take it, I don't know, in the physical aspect for what it's worth. I think in business is a time where it gets drawn out of me mm. where I think it has to do actually it definitely does now that I'm actually talking about it, it has to do with I feel a lot of times when I see someone acting in a manner that is unethical mm. or is I guess instantly almost grabbed towards it like this person's trying to take food away from my family by doing something that is shit that is wh- whatever it may be and then I feel it like start coming out of me like, fuck, I'll show this person. Mm. But I'm like, hold on a second. This isn't about them versus me. This may just be about their perspective that they think this was the right way to do it. I think this, maybe we should communicate and meet somewhere mm. in the middle. But that's the times where I instantly like fucking like have to pull myself back. Mm. Miles probably attest to that, that, that they're the times where I'm just like, that's when it comes out of me mm. the most because probably because I feel when it's just me like referring to me personally if someone 
taps me, knocks me out, breaks a bone. I it's me. Like mm. I can deal with that. But when I feel like someone's taking away from your family, family, the the employees, our community, all the things that I like put in front of myself. Mm. Like I, I'm the last to be fed, and those are the people that whether it be a friend, an employee, a family, staff member, member at the gym, that I view it as them taking away from them mm. when they're trying to take away from things that we've really built. That's when I feel it really start to come out of me that I'm like, check yourself, you're kind of being a douche right now. Mm. They may not, they're obviously not looking at it from that aspect. They're looking at it as in, they're trying to earn a dollar, whatever mm. it may be. And it's not about maybe you versus them or your company versus them it's more about how can we align and see eye to eye to move forward together mm. um by far the thing i have to work on the most I, like i i see it happen to me not all the time but i but as a person with high standards that's a part of you that yeah you'd like to, yeah yeah that i need to 100 percent improve upon because sometimes I've let it run too far and it's like just got me in more trouble yeah and, and I've just like learnt lessons from that that it's not about you proving something to that person that you were right which like I'll go sweet I was right but what did it what did it equate to again it's doing something for like an external reason exactly though. yeah, yeah it, it didn't equate to us working together didn't equate to us generating more income for the business or the overall venture of what we were doing yes eventuated with me going i was right yeah yeah. so that achieved nothing really i think that i've been trying to think about more because like you do need that like we just said you know you do need that ego and you need to have like that part of you and like that dog to like drive forward and for me like my ego in that sense was something that did let me get good at jiu-jitsu quickly because like there was a there was that was a drive man like there was a push there but then as the further that it went along i realized and especially dude especially with this injury that i've got like to not be able to roll like you know how much i fucking would roll and how much i love it and to have that taken away i was like man i'd like literally never do a competition again i'd never do if i could just if someone just said like you can roll forever and not get injured yeah i'd be like fuck i don't need to do any i just want to do it and then i got to that place where it's like okay the ego can be good to help you push forward but it's not why you're doing this like you it to me in in a sense and like that's why even lately i've like enjoyed thinking about my house as like that monastery kind of deal because uh monastery because it's like I kind of feel like you need to, the ego has to be like this character. Yeah. It's almost like a mask yeah. that you put out into the world in times when you need that. Yeah. Like you need to be propelled forward. Like you need to, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like this person that has to be in the cupboard that you've got complete yeah. control over and then you put it on like an Iron Man, Man suit and then you go out and you do that shit. But don't, you cannot live in that suit. Exactly. You have yeah. to be able to fucking manually press the button that deactivates that yeah. suit and then you have to step outside of it and then you have to go back inside. Yeah. And that, when you're out of that suit, you have to be like humble yeah. and gracious and caring. And I love what you said about putting people before yourself. Yeah. Like there should be a list of people that come before oh, man, if you. If they're not, then what are you doing? Mm. Like if everyone's behind you what are you actually doing on the 
in this earth to me anyway like mm. that that's just like you're here to I guess for self-fulfillment and to take mm. like man I there's everyone's in front of me that, that are close to me if someone's close to you and they're not in front of you then they're just there as like an accessory to yeah life, like that's yeah. fucking weird to me that'd be like really really strange that if you sat down and you said man that that would be mind-blowing to me yeah. like that you don't hold your wife family kids best friends I feel like you'd the, be surprised then at how many people fucking don't do that because I'm yeah. thinking about it even in my life that I'm probably not the best at that all the time not you know? all, yeah it's a hard thing to say that you're the best at it all the time and that's also not to me to say that you don't look after yourself yeah and no put yourself, I, I know what you're saying yeah then. but if you're like and but I, there's been times where like I just have lived in that place where I like you just kind of don't give a fuck yeah you're like I'll text them back later I'll do this like, it's all yeah about you and you can like and th- and that's I think what does scare me is like I have lived in those places yeah. before where it's like you are wearing that ego suit for yeah. most of the time and you think it's for these good reasons but it's really not yeah man it's a and Jay-Z actually has a line in like um, this song called Bam on that 444 album where he's just like sometimes you need your ego I'm butchering the line but he, the premise of it is like to say sometimes you need it to let people know who who they're fucking with mm. I don't bring that out of me because it's not going to work out well for you mm. and that's all you need like need it there for almost to let people know fuck you're not going to lay down for anyone mm. you're not going to like bow the knee to whoever you are it could be absolutely anyone it could be the President Trump or whoever it is so don't come at me with any disrespect and reciprocal like you said mm. when they know that you're not living in that with that mask or that suit on or anything like that where you're like a super like trying to be a superhero or anything but they know not to almost cross that line mm. and I see people time and time again that I know personally that are just the best people in the world that get taken advantage of because they may not have the self-worth or someone hasn't Mm. told them that you are this good at that and intrinsically they could never build themselves up to believe it and you look at them and go you need like call it call it respect call it ego whatever you want to call it but you need a bit of that so people stop fucking with you like Mm. you i think we all know people that don't get treated the way way they they should should, because and they're like some of the best people you'll ever meet and you recognize that and you'll often tell them that that man like don't listen to that bullshit or whatever anyone's like trying to advise you because you are actually that good like you you are that good it's just that somewhere along the road it, it went missing like so that spark or whatever it was that self-belief that because the world can fucking beat you oh down, man, man it fucking 100% will and so it should to be honest yeah. man I there's I can think of every time and like you said sometimes you need that because the amount of times that I sat there just going one thing after the other after the other has gone against you back to back to back to back to back like 2019 was by far one of the hardest years I've had just it was like it was like quicksand almost like just fighting for everything every single thing and nothing was going right and I was just sitting there just going I'm stacking every chip that I can possibly think of and you guys were still going hard yeah man like you're pushing through it yeah I was just going 
has to turn. It has to, like, it was just like my belief or faith in that you're working hard, you're not fucking anyone over, just keep going at that, and it'll have to turn. One of the bad things I was doing was thinking, like, I wasn't putting a timeline on it, mm. but at the same time, I was just going, this 2019 years being a fucking bitch but I kept referring to it as a year rather than just thinking then about like the new normal yeah this is just a linear who mm. knows how long maybe it goes till 2025 or whatever it is and then as soon as literally like one of my new year's resolutions as soon as the clock ticked over I was just like that year I kept referring to like fuck things keep going wrong even though I was positive about it that I'm just going to keep working hard and doing mm. it but I was still living in the aspect of going this year things aren't going right rather than just going I'm working really hard and my luck is going to turn somewhere who knows when could mm. be 15 years from now as soon as I change that even amongst COVID and all that type of stuff by far this year has been a thousand times better for me than last year personally relationship wise everything and that's saying something when like so many business like the gym shut down yeah like that and that's like my happy place and all the boys that i train with there are like yeah that's like, like a part of your energy yeah that's like my family and to say that even when that happens and to go into my office where there's nobody there like literally it's just me sitting there working away and seeing all these people not doing the best and struggling at times like this and my kids not getting the play my wife being scared and all that I still have a better outlook and feel better about this than what I did last year and, and it was so just, what do you think that is I think it was just literally the putting, mindset yeah I think it was just removing the aspect of going thinking of things of years and I had done that for a long period of time like in this year mm. I'm going to do this and then next year, I'm going to do this. And then 2022, I'm going to do this compared to just going, this journey is infinity until obviously my number is up. I'm just going to put in as much as I possibly can um, and enjoy as much as I possibly can of the people that I care about. And whatever happens from there, all I've done is put everything in my favor and any negatives that come along the way, I couldn't have prevented that. Like I can't, yeah. pre I can't prevent those things. But all I've done is just not think of things of like little crazy time points. Mm. Because when you ultimately look at it, I don't think people are going to sit there just going in 360. No one, people think of things as a year. But if you said in 365 days, I have to have achieved this. It's kind of a weird expectation mm. to put on yourself rather than just going... I'm just going to do my very best with what I've got at this mm. time. And it just made the last four months feel better. Mm. And things have worked out for me way better. There was periods of time over that other period where clearly during like earlier years prior COVID, prior 2019 and everything where I had way more money, had way more things going on. Um, technically probably sh thought to be in a better position but was fucking hating hating everything around me hating the people I was surrounded by hating so much um, yeah because you like did a pretty big change right like what yeah. what was that change like yeah so I, I I sort of half think I know like, yeah so I was um, 
after footy, I was working for a company called Body Science and then I was there for a long period of time and did heaps there. It was a supplement company, which is where I got the supplement type of background, sports nutrition background from. And that was awesome. But I kind of grew weary of that and wanted to do food. Um, so then I started a restaurant in Mermaid called Biscuit um, with business partners. Two of them were Titans boys um, that I played footy with, Greg Bird and Josh Graham. Another was a business associate that I'd done stuff with at prior companies, Danny, and then ran the restaurant for that period. And it was just honestly part of it was right timing, social media and everything just blew up at one time and Gold Coast was had nothing mm. when it came to like cool cafe concepts and being a Melbourne kid, I was just like, how hard can this be to mm. like it's good cafes everywhere um i'll just bring one here type of thing and i just picked the best things of what i liked on different cafes put it in mermaid was next to the beach it's kind of set up for mm. for it to go really well but it blew up like blew up probably more than i expected and i never had the intention i'm not a restaurateur i'm just a guy that likes brands and concepts and yeah. cool ideas and brings yeah. the people together and tries to make a team. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then that led to other offshoot businesses starting from there just like gets caught fire. Then there was Cocoa Whip, which is a vegan ice cream that we served there and people were just like, hey, I want this in my cafe. I want this in my cafe. And we're like, cool, there's a business in this. Like, then people were like, I want your granola in my cafe and that chocolate that you guys make in my cafe. And I was like, all right. So took a pivot, um, jumped out of the restaurant side of stuff and went into more placing the products into all these other people's cafes. Mm. Um, so I sat more on the biscuit whole foods side of stuff. Danny sat on more of the cocoa whip. So cocoa was a vegan soft serve ice cream. Biscuit Whole Foods was the retail range of granola and chocolate and all that type of stuff. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And that was awesome. But man, it just got to a point where hot, the grind of hospitality, staff, mm. and not being fully present in the restaurant, doing all the other things. And it kind of took the original fun out of it. It did. Yeah. 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 And it was just a case of like one day sitting there just going, man, what the, what am I actually doing here? Like kind of like just this awakening of just like, yeah, sure. Um, things are great financially um, type of thing, but I'm fucking hating. Just caught. Yeah. I'm just hating what I'm doing in, in terms of the aspect of I'm not giving 100% to the restaurant i'm spreading myself two things with a couple of these other things but really what was my actual passion in terms of why i started biscuit and all that type of stuff and i was like it was just because i like to create cool products and concepts that mm. other people will like and join me in that journey and mission that same time just randomly we had to shoot an ad, like a video ad for Whole Foods in the States. Oh, yeah. Were yeah. you guys in there? Yeah. We were in the, Fuck, really? Yeah, in the original one in Austin for the... Wow. With Coca with the vegan ice cream. And I was just like, man, who do I know that shoots content? And I was like, Miles does. And I just started training. How'd you meet Miles? 
So I met him through Body Science. So yep. the company I was talking about, he was shooting content. I was a manager of that company. So he was shooting content for them. And I was like watching their Instagram and social media for a while. And I hadn't been there maybe two years, three years or something like that. I was like, fuck, this content is looking awesome. Like looking really, really good. But I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, they're doing a great job. And then left it at that. And then I was going for a run from Biscuit, actually. Like I'd literally done a shift and it was on the beach. So I used to do a run down to North Burley, go around the headland and come back. Yeah. I was going for a run and I saw two of the guys that I worked with at Body Science. And they were like, hey, we're doing a photo shoot at one of the houses that was just on the beachfront. I said, oh, I'll come in and say hi to everyone. Went in and said hi. Miles was the one shooting all the content I was like oh this is the guy yeah. that's doing all this fucking great content for this company like I need to connect with him because I need good content particularly yeah. now we're going to be doing this Whole Foods thing I didn't know really where to look to get mm. this content like done so I just reached out to him and I said hey man like I really reckon you're doing great shit would love if you could do something for Biscuit and Coco with me. he came and did some shit that was just fire like absolute fire like I was so into it that I was just like man this is the shit that this was exciting to this you. is what's exciting to me yeah. I don't care about like the cogs of three poached eggs compared to that toast and mm. that chick screaming that my coffee isn't 65 degrees and whatever it is all the other shit that you probably know about at hospitality I care about putting out this great story and message in on a channel that heaps of people can see and helping other businesses mm. do the same thing so instantly from there I was like like looking at that going this shit is sick can you do more stuff with me and then at that time I was just staying fit running and doing all that type of stuff and then he told me how to martial arts gym and then I was like oh fuck may as well give that a go like why not type of thing I'd done it at a few other places and he, I was just like, but the problem is I have these businesses that start gearing up straight away from 6 a.m. Mm. If there isn't an early class, I've got kids. I'm not going to get there at five. Like I, kids are my priorities after five. Before that, it's work. And if I can get something in, I'll wake up at 3 a.m. to train. But I need to have somewhere to go. So I told him that. I said, man, you don't have early classes, but it's cool. Don't worry about it. And then he was just like, man, I'll start an early class. I'll just come roll with you at 5 a.m. Never in a million years did I actually think he was going to do it. Yeah, like, right. Because there's no class timetable. There's no financial gain. There's nothing that he was going to get from it, apart from training me, a random that's useless and new Spazzy to this. Yeah, <laughs> like he gains zero. Literally, there was zero gain he could come from it. And so I went, we'll try it. And I was like, kind of like, almost just like, yeah, we'll see how long this lasts. He'll come to one then he'll stop going also to Miles credit he is not a morning person no since we've been late for everyone yeah. else <laughs> since we've like got coaches at combat training center I reckon he's been to like two mornings because he mornings isn't his yeah. thing nights is his thing like I'm, he, I'm similar yeah, yeah he'll go late so not only was he gaining nothing out of it he was completely readjusting his life I could tell because he would like be woozy like by the time he got there but I'm a morning person so it was completely different I was like man like one month went past he went to every single session with me two months three months four months no one else is really there at this stage 
And then I said, man, like, let's get some other people. I talked to Brocky, then he knew Daz. Then all of a sudden, all these other people like, man, there's a morning 5am type of class. Mm. I'll do that because I have kids and similar type of thing or I'm a tradie and stuff. Well, that's the times I've gone because like, I know I can't get to my gym. I I know I won't be able to get there. So I'm like, okay, well, I either go here or I don't train. Yeah. So he gets kept going. I was like, man, there is something to be said for someone that has kept their word mm. that had nothing to gain from this and also on top of that I absolutely love the work that they do so I love the work that they do and I respect their work ethic and them giving me so much value of their time without wanting anything back never ever once was there like a hey like pay me a private fee or pay mm. me anything it was just like straight giving that I said man if there's ever an opportunity that I could come onto your business, I will 100% find a way to get rid of the other businesses to come into your business. And his business at the time was called Athletic Agencies, mm. which is still the trading company of ours, now called Hype. And then he was just like, randomly, like I didn't expect anything to really come from it. I kind of just put it out there because I was really interested, but I didn't expect that he needed anything. Mm. He was just like, man, I could really use someone with your skill set. I'm like, my skill set, I mean, hospitality, what could I do in specifically, like you shoot content. Mm. I don't know how to use a camera. I don't like all these things. He's like, no, you look at products and all these things differently to how I do. I was like, man, if you think there's something, I'm 100% keen. And then literally from there, I was just like, cool. My now goal is... I want out of all that stuff that I'm not enjoying with like certain like grievances at that day dot. I decided to cut that and then started moving all my energy into this. Did you space. still have ownership over the, some of those companies? Or? Yeah, I had ownership over yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had partners. So yeah, so you a, just left as like a working partner. Yeah, so it was kind of a case of for a long period, I wanted to sell but mm. not everyone else wanted to sell but then there was still stuff that I couldn't just walk away and say yeah I resign as a director and yeah. you you take it I was like for it too hard to just evaporate all this so yeah. it was literally Jan 1 this year was the sale of the last bit of that oh wow yeah so I still was like going through the re- and I still have to go through more yeah, legal yeah. stuff but it took that long to really get all removed from there and whilst we were at hype that was obviously where he was like man like I'm constantly sore I'm doing this I'm in pain like with training as much as all the boys do I was just like why isn't there a supplement that helps combat athletes Mm. so like I've done so many supplements I've never seen one that's actually helping people in this sport specifically it's like do you know of one I said I'm a rookie at this I've been doing it a hot minute mm. he's like no there isn't I said do you know why and then he's like no I was like why don't we do one type of thing I was like it's just kind of made sense like why don't we have something that's going to help our training mm. like it, it wasn't anything further than thinking that and then it led to obviously combat and then combat led to combat training center and then they both tie in and obviously hype does a marketing for it mm. but yeah, that was like the full. full and have you like? I mean, well, I know the answer, but like, how did the 
you you enjoy what you do now so much. Yeah. But like, uh, what was the shit that changed to that like let you enjoy hype group and combat so much more than where you were? Man, I think it was really um, probably understanding that it was all right. Like when you're engaged in so much and you're just working and working and working, it's often hard to relate to a lot of people basically that are coming at you with their problems Mm. and you've got your own problems but you're trying to solve help them as well because naturally they're coming to you because they need help and there was like a period of time I was just going man the fuck is like going on where people are coming to me with their problems I have my problems no one's helping me with my problems I'm just getting compounded on Mm. and it was just I just started going all this happening at the moment is more shit's getting piled on top of me um, I may help a few people here and there and I'm get, getting through this, but at some stage, this weight is just getting more and mm. more and more and I'm not I'm not unloading it in any way. I'm just taking on more baggage. I'm taking on more weight and I'm missing like important aspects of just happiness that mm. are simple, the most simplest things I would like skip out on just because I was in in whatever like Mode just, that is, yeah, yeah I was just so so entrenched in it and then it was probably when I was just like made that linear shift to go all I'm going to do now for to the day I die is if something isn't the right fit and it doesn't feel good I've got to get rid of it mm. and if I get rid of it then I'll be fine but if if I'm the one that chooses to keep it in my life that's on me like so what's the process of not being like some wishy-washy flake that gives up when shit gets hard like do you just trust yourself uh that you know that you're not a quitter essentially because i feel like i can kind of relate in a way man like with the way that i got out of the film stuff like it just didn't fulfill me in the same way and it's funny now like with the youtube shit that i'm doing here and the trips we're going like it's fun to me now i found the reason it's fun but I think that when I think about it, I'm like, because the outside perception is like, oh, he's just flaky. He doesn't want to do this. And and I'm like, well, fuck, man. I think about the grinding that I've done. I think about the the trenches that I have been in and how long I stayed in those things. That... I think is what gives me the confidence to That's like definitely not feel wishy-washy. That's, I, just, I wonder if it's the same. No, it's 100% that. It's the fact that, man, I can 100% say, if you can 100% say, look at yourself and go, man, I gave my absolute everything to whatever that was, whether it was the thing that fulfilled me or didn't fulfill me, I've done and tried so many different things that I can say, like with footy, man, I've got that many scars and this ringing that's happening in my left finger now that will stay there forever because I tried to give it my absolute all mm. and it wasn't right. It just wasn't the thing that connected for me properly. But I know during that period of time, I tried mm. everything I possibly could to make that happen. Like I was working, going to uni and playing footy because I knew I had to do all those mm. things, but I gave it whatever I could. So if it doesn't work, I can always live with that I think I've done enough things now to know instantly when something's not right or when something doesn't Mm. fit the people that 
just like kind of hop in hop out and don't really know and they like you refer to flaky other people that haven't mm. gone through a full they've never gone all the way with someone nah, you've never gone all in yeah and if you've never gone all in you will never fully know because how do you like they talk about your gut instinct yeah you get a gut instinct from just doing things repetitively over and over again yeah. that you develop a gut that goes that's right like you just know after a while years go it's why the very best people in business are so good is because their guts 99% of the time right because they've experienced they've it they've been through so much they've been through everything there hasn't been something they haven't seen I, I haven't seen yeah enough yet but I've seen probably a lot more than the people yeah. at my age that I can go I can take this knowledge and go instantly that's not right it doesn't feel right the puzzle won't fit yeah because I've I've been through something of similar nature to say that if you just like go not quit not quit not quit then you are just being flaky because mm. you haven't gone through like you said going to live in America on the bones of your ass traveling from place to place to place to place doing shoot after shoot after shoot edit after edit after edit in this crazy grind that not many people will understand but mm. now that you've done that you come here and go i want to do this and then you've earned that right like mm. you you've 100 percent earned the right to say this is what i'm doing and this is how i'm going to do it because i know the process i've mm. been through and you can't lie to yourself like you 100 percent know whether you've actually done the work or you haven't mm. that's one person you'll never be able to be able to fool with that there's definitely a part of me though that knows that towards the end in america it didn't work as hard as i should have yeah and that I think that's probably the one thing that does give you doubts and that's yep. the one thing I try and go back on is like at the end of it I was just lost like yep. I just feel like I'd bang my head against the wall and but I mean I look now like I just didn't know enough like yep. and I didn't do enough of the right things for me personally yeah like and again that's just kind of learning yeah man but I do know that like when when the time come like to work like I yep. remember I flew back from uh, when my kidney surgery went down and I flew back because we had this huge fucking project and I walked 22 miles at 15,000 feet altitude in three days fucking with hell. cameras all over me you know and, yeah. and it killed me I was pissing blood every day Fuck. and it's like I know that when the fucking hammer went down and yeah. like I had the work I, I did yep. but the doubt in me comes from the times where like I just coasted. I just yeah. gave. I kind of, I kind of just gave up in yeah. a, in a sense, it, well, in some senses. Yeah. And then that's what was like. I think too the other unique thing for me in my with that situation was like I never really was all in on like being in America forever. Yeah. I think I needed to have like that attitude of like I'm just here now. Yeah. I'm gonna make. I always had this idea, and again, this is like that all in thing, right? I always had the idea that I was going to go make a bunch of money and then come home. Yep. And like, that was just dumb. Like, as I look back yeah, at yeah. it, like it's retarded. And I never, I think there was, there was parts of me that like, I didn't want to tell my family that I wasn't coming back. I didn't want to tell my friends. Yeah. I didn't want to marry an American chick. And there was all this shit that I like was kind of keeping me yep. he, like half of me here in a way. Yep. And I think that's probably another thing that fucked me. And again, it sort of speaks to what you said. It's like you have to go all in. Yeah, like, man. I was all in in terms of like 
how hard I would work yep. on the day when I had to work. But yep. it, on actually just like living there and like having a happy life there, like I wasn't convinced I could have a happy life yeah. there. Fucking what happened? I, exactly. didn't, I couldn't have a happy there life a, there. That little bit of doubt that yeah. was there. Man, everyone has that too. Like I, I can't say that I haven't had doubts with fuck. I'm sure you would have, dude. A, a million, a million different projects and the ones that have probably come off are the ones that I had the least amount of doubt. Mm. Guess that confidence comes across in the final product. Yeah, for sure. The ones where there's been a bit of hesitation are probably the ones that have mm-hmm. been... Uh, Gut instinct. Yeah, haven't been, haven't been right there. Yeah. yeah. So with the... Um, what was the combat strong thing that you guys did once all this COVID shit started going down? Man, it was just a campaign and initiative where we were just like, obviously, our gym shut. Yeah. Um, but we weren't... We weren't the only people to shut. We were just a case of we have a vehicle as a brand, but we just said, what can we do outside of these walls that can help yeah. all the gyms? So you probably know that we're not a traditional type of, this is our gym and our territory. It's like almost everyone's all inclusive to, yeah. you want to come there and open mat, come there. You want to train in Galeb, Southside, wherever we all just want to be under one banner where we can learn from each other. So our real, real heart in this whole thing was just like, man, that would be super hard for Freestyle Fight Gym in Wollongong that shut down, or that would be really hard for Gala Bros yeah, or like anything. Yeah, we're shut, yeah. Yeah, why don't we do something where we create like an initiative where everyone can represent their gym and donate money back to their gym by buying something that refers to the combat community, yeah, staying right. strong together. So that was where we just came up with the initiative and started pushing pushing people to go down that line. And so how's it work? Give me one sec, man. I need to go to the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busted. Um, yeah, so how does it how does it work? So the initiative I'll pull this back to you. Oh yeah, sweet. The initiative um, basically works. So if you hopped on cmbt.com.au and then there's basically a banner and everything that says um, the combat strong packs or a shirt or anything. So we tiered it where if you buy a shirt, $10 goes to the gym of choice. So if you go to check out, there'll be a tab that says, what gym is your combat gym? Yeah. You type in the name, so it's Gala Bros. They buy a shirt. We donate $10 at the end of the month. We yeah, total right. everyone that comes through and send it to that specific gym. Yeah. If you buy a supplement with that shirt, then it's $15. And if you buy a whole pack, like there's an elite pack, it's $20. Yeah. So you just tiered that out and you just nominate your gym and we send the dollars across. That's sick. And so when did you guys start thinking of that? Man, it was all... Was it something you guys were going to do before the COVID thing even happened? So we'd been trying to work out an initiative to do, and I'd been big on wanting to like get martial arts into Africa. Um, and I've got some mates that are doing it over there. Um, really? Yeah, so... Shout out to Musa. Um, what country of, in Africa? So he's doing shit in Senegal. Um, and he's like, man, as you've seen, like the rise of Africans in martial arts style. Crazy. Like, he is, because it, it just makes sense. Like, naturally, oh, yeah. the gifts that you're given being African kind of just translate towards the sport. So, well, they're fucking worried. Well, worry yeah. is like that's not very yeah. far removed from the culture and so, not at all removed yeah. from the culture in, in some places. Yeah, exactly. So, if you've got the welterweight and middleweight champion of the world, both being from Nigeria, west of Africa, 
you just kind of go and that's the sport isn't done there it's mm. actually physically not it's not a sport there mm. but those guys are just absolute weapons that immigrated or moved to New Zealand America yeah get a skill in wrestling get a skill in striking and then obviously bring it together over all those martial arts and there'll be way more champions that come from the region so sure, eh? that was why originally I had that but to be honest like that was me just thinking too far ahead and at the end of the day getting to Africa is one of the most expensive processes to get yeah. to any country in the world that it was just like how can we act more local rather than just thinking of we have to help all these people and don't get me wrong helping all people back in the homeland and stuff is something that I'll will one day get to for sure one, yeah. 100% but what's your descent then from Africa from Ghana Oh, so you are from Ghana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't like just thinking, rather than thinking about everyone that's over there, there's people immediately here that are hurting. And man, every gym I've gone to, whether this is right or wrong, I don't know whether it's actually true, has been awesome. Yeah. Like every other martial arts gym I've gone to, whether it be in Japan, whether it be Absolute in Melbourne, whether it be like fight fight club in miami yeah i've like really enjoyed every place i've gone to so i could only imagine what those members would be like like their home has literally been just like pulled out yeah from underneath them and that was the only during this whole time during this covid situation that i felt like somewhat um like upset like the last time because we've got a coffee cart at the gym that all the boys grab a coffee with yeah. after it and they made that announcement that Monday midday gym shut I just remember sitting there with like all the morning squad just looking at each other just going who knows when we'll do this again like this yeah. this was just such a ritual that it was just like wake up 4.30 get to the mats 5am do that talk shit with the lads 6am have a coffee shower go to work but that was like always a, one of the best parts of the day where yeah. it was just that one hour and a half that was for you and everyone would have that in their own gym that I was just like, this would be the biggest shame out of all this that goes wrong. For, if for all me. these gyms closed down. Exactly. If if they go through this period and it's their landlords don't give them a break because we didn't know what the rulings were going to be mm. at this stage when we like heard this. So it was just like, you shut down no we can't tell you when you're allowed to reopen yes you have to keep paying your bills obviously um whether that be feeding yourself or feeding your coaches and all that other type of stuff so is it one month is it six months is it nine months no one's to no one actually really knows so we were just like me i was like talking to miles about it after that monday had happened i was like man we have to do something not specifically for obviously we could just sell the shirts and pocket the money and mm. just put it back into put combat combat, combat yeah, training center yeah. and then everyone be go yeah the gym's back and we were able to keep afloat but i was like if the other gyms don't make it through this and we sure as shit will make it through it ourselves we'd never let that die then it's the like biggest tragedy that could have happened because other people for you for example mm. would have lost all your I community oh man of course like, you do every yeah. day it's crazy yeah like, it's, that's yeah. your that's your church man. yeah oh man it's religion like it's the uh, one time where it's like none of the other stuff matters 
you've got that hour with like-minded people that you respect, they respect you. It's the one place where everything is basically done right. Mm. Pretty much everywhere else in the world, things are just done. It's so fucking yeah. true, though. Yeah. You are right. Like, yeah. And it's because of the martial art itself. Yeah. Because everyone knows where they stand. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone puts their water bottles in the same yeah. spot. Like, And then if you're new and you walk in the gym and it's yeah. day one, like you walk around my shit. Yeah. You walk around my shit. Yeah. You walk around me You because out of respect. Yeah. You go like, this dude knows shit I don't. Yeah. And then there's people that are there before me and I walk around their shit. Yeah. And I fucking have crazy respect for them and And they respect my effort exactly and it's just such a leveler where man someone could pull up in a bentley wearing that 90 grand rolex or whatever it is the moment they walk through there nothing else matters No no one no one cares the same way someone could walk in there and have zero Mm -hmm. zero literally zero to themselves but they walk in there that person could be a black belt and they're the most respected person. Yeah, they're the most respected person in there, not because of an ego, but because that person's worked Mm. and spent the most time on the mat and passed on so much knowledge to everyone else that's there. And that's what life should Mm. be. So for everyone that gets to experience that for hour and a half, whatever it is a day, some people, that's why people live in a gym. Like that's why people literally, I couldn't, very easily foresee myself if I didn't have wife and a kid and stuff just living there dude I could yeah I could I I wouldn't even think I wouldn't even think twice about it you should see how hard I tried to extend the mez if you know where our change rooms is I kept talking to Daz about it like to structurally support that we could just keep building across like literally above the cage yeah like keep going around there with support he's like what are you talking about why would you do that I was like so we could get accommodation in there he's like yeah he's like are you mad and I'm like we've got a kitchen we've got a shower and a toilet that's like heaven like what could be better he's just like looking at me like a psychopath but I could just easily because all the none of the The bullshit bullshit exactly and it's just like so right there that I really the first thing I thought of was obviously we're about to lose this and we don't know how long for the second thing I thought of was how many other thousands and thousands of people are about to are feeling the exact same way I am after Scott Morrison said that thing of midday. Well, we can feel like that for a small bit, like a short period, but if we don't do something about it, well then mm. what are we actually doing? I, I don't expect this money that we're raising. Sure, we've raised thousands so far and everything like that, but it's across whoever nominates their gym mm. is where where the funds are going. I'm not expecting that we're going to say, if a gym was like literally going to close anyhow, it's not like we're going to give them a $200 check or something like that from the Mm. money that's come in and they just go, sweet, that saves us. But what I do think it does for me that was big was show people that we're not just about trying to look after our own gym Mm. this thing has to be bigger than Mm. us intrinsically just in these walls because everyone respects they should in combat sports a person that's done something no matter where they are if a black belt from Southside came to Gala Bros you guys would be like fuck he'd be respected as a black belt exactly and it wouldn't matter if it was he went there or someone in a black belt from combat went to your gym or vice versa when your guys come to our gym or whatever it looks like 
the respect is equal worldwide mm-hmm. like not not just within your gyms locally so how can we try and bring everyone together to realize that it's not an us versus mm. them type of situation during this it's all of us just want our gyms to open again mm. that, that was the whole premise around why it was so important to try and get this message out so man it's been awesome um it hasn't been awesome not training but yeah. the the response um has been great and i think it's definitely helped remove barriers around like a gang mentality of gyms that, mm. that had like started kind of breeding like my gym's this gym and I can't associate with this guy from this gym because he's a betrayer and loyalty to that gym mm. and so forth. So I think it's pulled that down a bit, which was another good thing about how it's come about yeah. just organically. So yeah. yeah, it's been cool. It's crazy, man. I think like that's one of the positive things that's going to come out of this whole situation in general is that like as a society we have the ability now like the onus on the individual as just like this sole entity that can get through life on their own yeah like i don't need you to get through my life yeah i don't need my brother i don't need a car yeah i don't need fucking anything if i got enough money in my bank and a phone i can do whatever the fuck i want yeah basically and it's like that's great in one sense of the word but in the other sense of the word when something like this happens and you realize that fuck i do need people to get by i need relationships i need good conversation i need these things i need my gym i need community then this is like a reality check and i think that if you extend it out even further then it's like we're never really like when you said SARS SARS happened that's a China problem when malaria happens that's an Africa problem but it's like there hasn't been like a world problem like this that's I guess affected people's mortality in this way and yeah the president can get it a, a bum can get it but I think that there will be that comes out of this like a real overwhelming sense of like a global community yeah and I think that that will just filter down into like yeah gyms will probably yeah want to get along because it's just For more sure, about man. survival yeah agreed man I think and we're probably two of the only people that are talking about this stuff in a positive I don't think there's any thing that's ever been pushed about COVID recently that's a, like a positive message mm. I feel it was like almost the leveler the world may be needed mm. like we almost needed as a whole society not in an individual just as a global, just as yeah. a global world to like check yourself and just go man you guys have had it fucking good mm. good for a period where we're obviously the first people to experience the internet then we're the first people to experience the smartphones then we're the first people to experience all these like advances like crazy advances that I don't think there can be as big advancements as what we've experienced mm. any in, within a generational gap. Well, it's like, got to come with consequences, right? For sure. Like, and I don't, I'm not a religious per se person, but I think something almost kind of said, we need to maybe pump the brakes on this because you've been given so much. The people are just getting carried away with just nonsense. Mm. Like, complete and utter nonsense where like you just putting up a pick of your ass somehow 
relates now to receiving income. Mm. That fucking doesn't make sense. I don't care whichever way you look at it, that cannot physically be a thing that can continue over and over again. Right now, that great leveler is like now saying, you put a picture of your ass up, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> because people, really, yeah, 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 people have just gone. That was good in the time where shit was okay. But like, we're not <laughs> yeah, okay yeah like, exactly. Yeah. So right, right here, right now, people are like genuinely scared. They're, mm. they're scared about their health. They're scared about earning income. They're scared about family members. So when people are scared, they naturally think of what's most important to them. And it's the things you said before. It's like your immediate community. It's like having a connection, mm. chatting with someone about whatever it is and removing all the layers of shit that I think have really compiled for such a long period of time because there was nothing to check it. Like mm. what was stopping it really? Like when you think about it, we were just going at this rapid rate of things are getting more expensive. The internet like does this, the media can do whatever it want government will do this there was nothing to halt anything yeah. it just felt like you're almost on this freight train just going yeah well the crazy it? thing is like like biologically we're not different yeah like but you look at yeah. in terms of like let's talk about evolution and it's like let's talk about evolution along like these different tracks and it's like you got a biological evolution that was like that was stopped when we were all essentially still fucking monkeys yeah really like all coming from the same place like we're not physically that much different the only thing really that's different is like the way that our bodies have physically evolved to climate yeah like russians are all white True. africans are all black yeah. like that's that change yeah, but in terms of like the people like the yeah. species it's still the same yeah. like thing and that was a fucking long time ago yeah. like biologically like still the same but think about the evolution that's taken place yeah. culturally and it's like i think it's maybe somewhere along the lines like we lost our sense that we are still a biological thing yeah that moves through the world Man. and experiences other biological realities in the same way and i think we lost sight of that man it's in a way 100 right and it's easy to as well you can yeah. see how it's easy to you can see that you you're living your life within this phone yeah like that doesn't feel human yep. really at the end of the day and i think that's probably why everyone that isn't able to do the things that they love being exercised I reckon if they really do a study on it, which I don't know how they do that, but if they did do a study on it, it's not the actual physical movement, um, like the sweat and stuff they miss. It's probably like a primal instinct mm -hmm. of going, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and rolling around with another human and training and learning and engaging with that person is more important for my being and my mm. soul than any computer laptop phone could ever be which mm -hmm. is why i'm just like man i'm still training as much as possible but it's fucking not the not same, the same. <laughs> it's really like going into this massive gym and hitting a bag and then trying to do like mobility drills and then lifting weights it's good but i can tell you it's just 
I, I, there's no way to replicate it. Like, it's the one thing that you really can't, you can't really replicate in any manner. And there's, there's like this fucking collective, like, it's li- like, call it a vibe. Yeah. There's a vibe. That, yeah. Like, that's not a thing that you can measure. Yeah. You can't put it in a cup. You yeah. can't, but it's like, we need that shit. We yeah. need like people's energy. We yeah, need yeah. to feel like that kind of connection. And, and yeah, like that, when I'm doing jujitsu, like, I have completely faceless opponents. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in just this different blank gone space yep. where like I'm just so fucking focused on my jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And like I don't care. Like not literally nothing matters. Yeah. Like even the other person doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm just doing the thing. Yeah. That and it they don't not that they don't matter in a negative yeah. way, yep. like fuck them. It's yeah. like that's the place I go to. Yeah. Like I'm fucking gone's yeah. bro. Like I'm not I'm not in the same room as anyone else. And I love that shit. But it's like, you can't, yeah, that takes like people that takes. And I think again, it's like that biology thing. Like there is some, like, it's a blink of an eye from when we were tribal people that were like hunters and gatherers and lived in like promiscuous cultures and, you know, had no control. We had no control over, uh, climate. We had no control over, uh, our food it's like we've just all we've done over the last like few thousand years maybe 40,000 years is just like control 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 and it points away from like everything that we've done is like we've gone away from wanting to rely on other people to just wanting to be like this apex thing that like we only have to rely on ourselves our biology isn't made for that like we fucking need your biology like we haven't changed that much like we are not a computer for sure man the the hard thing that the thing that I pulled back upon the most when this whole thing was going on was when they were like taking kids out of school mm. I, I get it man like trust me no one fucking kids every, get fucking sick of the yeah i know like the last thing i want to do any parent wants to see is their kid gets taken out of school but as you know i grew up in north queensland too in Mackay. so the, the schooling it's like kind of it, it's your it's your tribe exactly it's your gym it's your community and man i'm telling you my son has like a memory like mine where it's like an elephant memory. I remember playing with like Benjamin Forrester when I was five years old and Kwame and stuff like that. The same way like he's playing with his friends Cruz and I'm just like, I don't want to remove that. That's like the last mm. thing out of anything that I wanted to remove. I can You can remove everything else. Like yeah. the all the other... If they said today, you have to stop phone usage because it's causing COVID to spread. We all know that's not true, but if they if they wanted to remove everything else, I'd be like, fine with everything, but that was the last one. I was like, oh man, that's the one I don't want to see. That's the one I don't want to see. I get social distancing and standing apart and all that type of stuff, but the one I didn't want to see was people losing their tribe, mm. whatever that may be. It could be you may have that at yoga. Mm. or you could have that at your gym or you could have that at your school or your learning class or where you go to learn Spanish or salsa dancing or anything. But that was the one I was like, if that gets taken away, it's kind of all that's left because mm. all the other stuff's like disappeared. All the stuff that our parents and we got to experience as a kid and like running out and on your street mm. and hanging out with three kids and going and doing things or climbing a tree. My kids don't do that. Mm. Like, 
my wife would never <laughs> in a million years allow my kids to just walk out to the front of the street, rightfully so, just climb their neighbor's tree and wave there because, man, the world is different. way different and rightfully so you, you wouldn't do that. So if that's all they've got left and now that's removed as well, I'm just like, I want that to go back mm-hmm. quicker than anything else. Mm-hmm. Everything else whatever the time period it takes is what it takes but that's the one that I'm just like man like I know within their eyes you can see it like I can see it even within my youngest it's 18 months like him not going to daycare and just seeing other babies you you can see like there's an energy that they get from mm. each other that you it's can't like crucial yeah man and they do stuff together it's, it's like you said that primal instinct where the teacher will turn off the lights and say all babies go to sleep they all just roll over and sleep if you try to get your kid parents would know if you just turn off the light in the room and told the baby to sleep without all the other ones conforming they won't sleep they'll just sit there yeah (laughs) they'll just sit there and throw something at you but every parent right now is just going how do these teachers teach these kids when I've been trying to get my kid to draw Mm. the letter P and he refuses flat out refuses but when he's in a group where they have a common goal to do something he's like I went to it's easy yeah it's just second nature honestly went to this parent teacher interview and this teacher kept telling me about how good my son was and I just kept going Bro, what, what planet kid? are you what on? You? Like you, yeah. you don't know him. Yeah. Like he fooled you. He got you. Like, yeah. Somehow, somehow he fooled you. She's like, nah. Like in that environment, when they're in their like your flow state and stuff in jujitsu and stuff, they just work so well. But now they don't have that, yeah. and that's my only. We don't have that either. Like we, we're, we're all kind of. That's the one part I think we're all really like yearning for to be mm. able to to be able to do that the first time we get back to doing anything in the gym will be like I'll be wiping my jizz off the mat oh, for man. sure dude I've never done <laughs> like, like two layers of underwear never done a hard drug but I imagine like I'm into like Russell Brand I've read his books and stuff and his description of like taking a hit of heroin I reckon it'd be like It'd be like that. And now he does jujitsu. Weird. (laughs) He's right into it. Dude, I remember... We got to wrap this up because it's two hours and 59 minutes. But um, I I remember any times I've had like layoffs from training, like even if it's just a couple weeks with like an injury or travel... The fucking high, dude. Yeah, I've done hard, hard drugs. Yeah, <laughs> like it is, yeah. man. Like I get, yeah. I remember getting home from training and just being like, I'm on fucking crack, man. <laughs> like I am on fucking crack cocaine right yeah. now. Just so pumped. Yeah, like it's crazy the feeling that that yeah you can get. From yeah, that. and everyone's. It's not just jujitsu. Everyone's gonna have that in. Yeah, in a bunch of different. In settings. whatever their thing is. Yeah, man. It'll be good. Like I can't wait to. There will be good that comes out. Oh man, massively! Like I'm during and after. Yeah, I'm enjoying whatever this is right now. I mean, how often do you get to do something undistracted? Um, That never happens. Like for anyone in this day and age. So I'm enjoying, enjoying that time. Enjoying the time to get ahead. Um, I love that. Yeah, you're talking about. I I really think in like Miles is in like this crazy zone where he's just pumping away at this table day in day out um 
pushing hard with all the brands and the companies and doing great stuff. I'm on the other side doing the same thing, but it was just on another tangent where I'm more the financial business side. He's more the content creation side. Um, but man, just getting ahead during this period of time will make life, once we go back to the norm, be that much better. You'll be steps ahead. You'll feel better. You've taken advantage of opportunities and... And you've le- le- leapfrogged some motherfuckers that exactly. didn't want to work. Yeah, yeah, man. So, man, pumped. Pumped to see what the future lays ahead. Well, I've been fucking stoked that we finally got to do this. Did it? And under strange times, too. Yeah, weird, man. Weird to sit and talk about so much weirdness. But I can definitely say I've never talked about politics that much in my life, which is cool. Yeah, new, no, new it, was, thing. it was cool to, um, yeah, cool to just have a yarn. Because I haven't, like, man... I guess in some ways I have been in isolation from yeah. that shit. Like I haven't fucking talked to anybody yeah. about it, you know? Like I feel like I've just been sitting in fucking <laughs> silence. So it was good to have someone that shares very similar values. Awesome, and, man. And we won't, this might be the last time we do this. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having us on. No dramas, brother. Cheers, man.